93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, October 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, in an emotional 911 call released Thursday, the mother of Dulce Maria Alaves can be heard telling dispatchers she can't find her five-year-old daughter. And I think, do we have a clip over case? Uh, yes, we do. Okay, here we go. 911, where's your emergency? Um, I can't find my daughter. Okay, when was the last time you seen her? We were there at the park, and people said that somebody, probably somebody took her. Okay. How old is she? She's five years old. Okay. And what park are you at? Here in Bridgeton Park. Okay. Where at in the Bridgeton Park are you? Um, the one with the basketball court where high school is. Okay. So you're at the basketball courts behind the high school? Yes. Okay. And uh, what was she seeing last wearing? She was wearing, um, um, give me a second. Can you play with us on the bench in the I don't remember what clothes she was wearing, but she was wearing, I just remember her pants. She was wearing like a flower, flowery pants and some heels, some white heels. Officers said a man led Dulce away in a red van while she played with her three-year-old brother on September 16th at the Bridgeton City Park. I can't believe they have not found I know, nothing yet. so far. Nothing. Like, dude, uh, red van? Where's the freaking red van? Right. Well, you remember it, it, it had uh, fluctuated between a, uh, a red van and then, a, then there was SUV. a red uh, SUV. Right. Well, uh, and then also, I so there was, they, they said they wanted to talk to somebody who was driving a red van, and then it and then it did turn into, they thought that somebody from the red van lured her in. So, but yeah, like a red van. Yeah. And so uh, somebody was telling me yesterday that, that, that there's speculation that um, people aren't talking because of... Uh, yeah. Immigration, immigration. Authorities said if you come forward and you have information about um, Dulce, they, they're not going to question you about right. your citizenship or anything. They, they said that early on. That's still going to be hard for some people. I, I would imagine you might have a concern about that. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so the child's mother uh, said that she was in a car approximately 30 yards away playing a, a scratch off ticket and helping her sister with homework. Uh, she said that she found her son crying and Dulce was nowhere in sight. They said somebody threw his ice cream on the floor and my daughter daughter just ran away, the mother said. Dulce's face has been all over Amber Alert posters, but still she's nowhere to be found. The FBI has recently placed Dulce on its most wanted missing persons list. The official reward total for information that leads to solving the case is $35,000. Anyone with information is asked to contact the FBI immediately. Atlantic City Mayor Frank Gilliam Jr. resigned after admitting he defrauded a youth basketball club he had founded out of $87,000. Gilliam appeared Thursday in federal court in Camden, where it emerged that half the amount of the money he took from the Atlantic City Stars was recovered from his home when FBI agents raided it last December. So he's robbing his own youth league. Yep. The kids were playing basketball. They had to mm-hmm. use hams. Yep. Wow. No. Yeah. Wouldn't that be more expensive than no, basketball? It was, the hams? Cheap, it was cheap ham. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Basketballs can get expensive. They can. <laughs> Gilliam was released after posting a $100,000 bond with the court. Uh, he told Judge Joseph Rodriguez he stole funds raised from donors in Atlantic City and Philadelphia using the money for personal expenses from 2013 to 2018. He was elected mayor in 2017 after serving as a city councilman. Is it possible he, he didn't know that was illegal? <laughs> no, he should know 
what's legal and not legal. But yeah, you're I, right. I guess I, if I was, you're the mayor, I was thinking I, like basketballs can be expensive, but hams they. Um, how do you even dribble? Well, how do you dribble? But well, they also spoil. You know, basketballs mm. uh, you know have a longer shelf life than hams. That's what makes so. it so sad. Honestly, yeah. that would make them more expensive. Yeah. And you sometimes have, you'd you have can... to buy a new ham every yeah. day. Yep. It's just but sometimes same... you can get free hams on points at the oh, grocery store. All right. Think about that. Uh, you guys are thinking I'm talking about quality ham. Yeah. This is not. This is substandard. Yeah, but still, you got to go through a lot of them, and I don't. I don't know how many teams there are. Kathy, is this the same guy that got in a fight in the casino? Uh, you know what? I think it is him, yeah. I, you know what? Let, let me double check that. But, but I believe that, that, okay. that this is him. That's exactly what I thought when yeah, I piece heard of the work story. This yeah. I know. I know. So agents carried off numerous cardboard boxes and computer equipment during a raid of the mayor's home on December 3rd, but they remained silent about why they were there and what they were taking away. 49-year-old Gilliam could face 20 years in prison when he is sentenced on January 7th. He also agreed to make restitution for the fraud. His guilty plea marks the latest in a long history of corruption involving elected officials in the Seaside Resort community, which provided the basis for the long-running hit HBO series Boardwalk Empire. As recently as 2007, four of the city's last eight mayors have been arrested on graft charges, and one-third on. of last year's nine-member city council were either in pre- prison or under house arrest. Oh, my God. Uh, City Council President uh, Marty Small is expected to be sworn in as interim mayor at noon today. Okie dokie, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the printer's not working this morning, so I'm trying <laughs> She's to get... reading it yeah, from sorry. the screen well, with you know, her falcon-like had, vision. Sorry, and I had I had sports up, and it's not time for sports. No, no it's not. We need no. another story. I need to tell you no. that this... But most news anchors say okie dokie, sorry. <laughs> I just want to say yes. it's an indersta- yeah. industry standard to say okie dokie, sorry. Dear okie God. dokie, sorry. Uh, just to answer your question real quick, Casey, yeah. same guy. Same guy. Same yeah, guy. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Wow. Fortunately, okay. I'm not a news anchor. <laughs> the CDC released an alarming news report on Thursday regarding vaping. Here we go again. Um, as of October 1st, 2019, 1,080 confirmed and probable lung injury cases associated with e-cigarette product use or vaping were reported by 48 states in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The uh, increase of 275 cases since last week is a combination of new patients becoming ill in the past two weeks and re- Recent reporting of previously identified patients. On Thursday, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy said the state should ban all flavored vaping products and e-cigarette sales. The thinking is that the flavored vapes are targeted towards young people. Among 578 patients with information on substances uh, used in e-cigarettes or vaping products in the 90 days prior to the symptoms onset. So here's the here's how it breaks down. About 78% reported using THC-containing products with or without nicotine-containing products. 37% reported exclusive use of THC-containing products, and 17% reported exclusive use of nicotine-containing products. These percentages are consistent with previous reports. About 70% of patients are male. Approximately 80% of the patients are under 35 years old. 16% are under 18 years old. The medium age of patients is 23 years, uh, ranging from 13 to 75 years old. Now, 18 deaths have been confirmed in 15 different states. The medium age of patients who have died is 50 years, ranging from 27 to 71 years old. Wow, so they're Recommending for people to go back to smoking cigarettes and uh, joints. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> In Thursday. 
Thursday night football, Russell Wilson's five-yard touchdown pass to Chris Carson on fourth and goal with 2.28 gave Seattle the lead. The Seahawks held on for a 30-29 win over the L.A. Rams when Greg Zerline's 44-yard goal in 11 seconds left uh, left missed wide right. Anyway... For Seattle, Wilson was 17 of 23 for 268 and four touchdowns and rushed for another 32 yards. The divisional series for the National League began last night, and the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Braves in Atlanta 7-6. Out west, the L.A. Dodgers shut out the Washington Nationals 6-0. Those two series continue tonight, and the two divisional series in the American League begin tonight as well. I'm, like, not even rooting for people right now. I'm just rooting rooting against, against, yes. And the Flyers begin their season later today with a game in the Czech Republic against the Chicago Blackhawks. Yesterday, the team announced that Ed Snyder, the Flyers founder who died in 2016, will be honored with a mural in South Philadelphia. The Ed Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation and Mural Arts Philadelphia will dedicate Snyder Hockey Inspiration, our youth, on Saturday at uh, t- at 10th Street and Snyder Avenue. For today's game, the puck is set to drop at 2 o'clock local time, and that's what I have for you this morning. Yeah. She forgot to report on the old hand basketball league. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're still working on, uh, yeah. you know, their financing. They have an issue right now. <laughs> <That's with terrible. laughs> Some money's gone missing. So, we have a Friday morning laid out before us. That is always a wonderful thing and a lot of really cool stuff taking place on today's program. We give away our word of the Week prize is told to set up at Oktoberfest at Maurice Piers. We're going to do that at the end of the show today. We have money to give away, of course, with the uh, the money shark. So get yourself set. We would love to give you a thousand dollars in cash, and that happens five times a day. We just get the honor of kicking it off each morning. So eight a.m. is when that comes up, and we have several guests who are going to be on the show today. Our good friend, our very 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 good friend, Doctor Mike Cerigliano, will be here this morning. Uh, he's going to be giving us some flu shots yes. just as a reminder each year around this time of year is when you're supposed to do that. So, uh, And we'll also ask him a few other things about what's going on medically in the news and so on. Uh, we also have our buddy Matt Ritter of Subaru of America stopping by this morning. <laughs> it's that time again. It is because, well, we did our announcement of the Camp Out for Hunger Save the Date. So that's out now, and uh, and hopefully you're making your plans. And if you own a business... And you want to get involved in the Camp Out for Hunger, Mr. Ritter here is going to give you some very Im- inform- very cool information about how you can get involved and ways to maximize your efforts uh, because they've mastered it. Oh, my God. Yeah, Subaru. they've been dominating. Uh, so Matt will be in here this morning to kind of give you some ideas of what you can do and uh, maybe who to get in touch with to help you out. Uh, our good friend Jim Florentine is going to be here this morning in the studio. He's performing at the Santander uh, Arena in Reading coming up on the 18th of this month. Uh, but also wants to promote the fact that Crank Yankers is coming back. It's going to be on Wednesday on Comedy Central. That's pretty wild. It's yeah. been quite a while since it was on. What, it ended in 2007, I think? I don't know how long ago it ended. Yeah. But, but I actually watched the, uh, I, I, the the premiere episode a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's still funny. Still funny. Man. Yeah. So Florentine seven by the 8 o'clock hour. Comedian Josh Wolf will be here. Uh, he's playing Punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow. So we'll talk to Josh in the studio. We also will have Leah Remini on the ah, program today. Yeah, Leah cool. Remini is going to be a guest judge on Dancing with the Stars on Monday night. We can put the word in there, Preston, because, you know, we have a vested interest in this iteration of Dancing with the Stars. Right. Yeah, Kate Flannery. Yeah. And I'm I'm just absolutely, my wife and I are transfixed by her show about Scientology. Uh, so we'll talk to her later on. We have a hottie cam this morning. Our pet's heads are falling off. We have a lot going on. <laughs> Casey's been wanting me to play that clip for a while. When we have a whole list of things that are going on, we got this, we got that, we got these other things. Our pet's heads are falling off! 
though. <laughs> it works. It does work. Uh, but we will have on our hottie cam this morning uh, the return to Philadelphia of our hottest bartender and 2017 Totally Office calendar girl, Cassie. Oh, Cassie's awesome. She's been living in California? In Vegas. Vegas. In Vegas. I'm yeah. sorry. So she will be... City by the Bay. In town. <laughs> She's here for her birthday party, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, Cassie has uh, a couple of very wonderful assets that she will uh, <laughs> she will be happy to share with you yeah. on her hottie cam. And she's pretty awesome. So we'll, uh, we'll have her in this morning. We'll tell you when to uh, tune in for all that. And on top of that... We got beer to give away. Yeah, you know what? We got to start giving stuff away. I like, know we right do because we're going to be crazy busy. So I tell you what, let's start with this so people can make their plans now. I only have a few of these left, but we have our first stop on the Cream of the Scream Tour. Different haunted attractions in and around the Philadelphia region. And tonight, the gang is headed to Dorney Park for their Halloween haunt. This is the best way to kick off oh, it's the Cream of the Scream. awesome, and it's going to be great weather for it. It is going to be perfect. So I tell you what, should I give away all these now, Casey? Yeah. All right, I got five of these to give away. And we'll take the first five calls at 215-263-WMMR. Now, keep in mind, you need to be there by 6 o'clock. That's when everybody gathers together, and then we head out into the park. And the Cream of the Scream is tonight, but the Halloween Haunted Dorney Park uh, continues every Friday and Saturday night through November 2nd, and you can get details at dorneypark.com slash haunt for tickets and information. The rides are running. It's not just the haunted mazes and and, uh, and actors and stuff. The rides are running. It's everything, which yeah. is so cool, <laughs> especially since they do every... You turn around a corner, and there's some sort of Halloween thing going on. Yeah. Performers, everything. It's just... So even if you don't win the tickets... Go on down. You got to see it. And keep in mind that the the smoke machines are running on high. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. There have been times when I've walked around. I'm like, all right, I can't see. Where am I? Yeah, so <laughs> where the hell am I? <laughs> but uh, it's a really cool atmosphere. And let's get you on board right now. Two one five two six three WMMR. I had to give all those away, but I figured now it'll, it'll give you plenty of time to prepare yeah, yeah. for tonight. Um, and we have a, a stack of stuff that we're going to try to give away in between. All of these guests that we have, Matt Ritter, Jim Florentine, Josh Wolf, Leah Remini, Cassie. Our pets' heads are falling off! All of these things going on this morning. So uh, stick with us. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. I'll roll up the entertainment report as well as a stupid question with more stuff to give away there. We'll be back in just a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question this morning, going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the pop-up phenomenon called Happy Place, coming to the King of Prussia Mall, and it starts tomorrow, I believe, yeah. Uh, so we'll give you tickets to this event. Now, Nick, you had told me a question earlier this week that yeah, you ma'am. wanted me to ask. Could you please ask me, because I don't have it written yes, down. Yes, the New York Jets have never beaten a particular franchise in the NFL. What is that franchise? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Uh, the Jets are playing the Eagles this weekend. So they who are. have they never beaten? Not once. In the uh, in the history of their existence. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We'll go through some birthdays Friday, October 4th. While we are awaiting your call, it is Liev Schreiber's birthday today. Hmm. Uh, he's 52 years old. I think I could hang out with that guy for Yeah, some he reason. seems like a regular dude. Yeah. It's Everyone... weird because his... Um... 
His uh, he does a lot of narration, yeah. and yeah, I don't think his narration voice sounds like his like acting voice. Does that make any sense to you? Like it sounds similar enough, but it it will take me a moment to go. Oh, that's Leah yeah. Schreiber. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit different. It's a it's a little more calm. Uh, but he's great, man. Fifty two years old today, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, what was she? Uh, she's on a new series, isn't she? I'm is not she? sure. I think she is. Yeah, um, possibly. I know she works from time to time. I know she feeds her children as if they were birds. That, <laughs> that was, was her a big thing. story a while she ago. Chew the food up and then feed it to right. her children. We... And she craps on cars and parking lots. Oh, okay. So yeah. there's a lot in common with birds. Yeah. <laughs> Very similar. Uh, the Babysitters Club, uh, Steve. It's that must be it. Ten episodes, and I'm not sure exactly where that's airing. It's a TV series. It's filming right now, according to uh, IMDb. So she's 43 years old today. Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Uh, celebrates her 73rd birthday today. I always liked her. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a, a running thing. They did a, a deal on Impractical Jokers where they shot up Myrrh with all this Novocaine in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And they made him talk to this group about food. And one of the things they made him say was, Susan Sarandon makes great shrimp scampi. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, his, he can barely, can barely his talk, mouth yeah, yeah. doesn't work. So oh that's like God. a family joke now. You know who makes great <laughs> shrimp scampi? <laughs> Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Does she still, is she the one who has the ping pong club? And, or who? Yeah. yeah. She, had a, she had opened up a joint, I think, yeah. in New York. Like um, basically what Lucky Strike is, uh, that's, yeah. uh, she has a ping pong place in, uh, in Manhattan. So she's 73 today. Uh, Anne Rice, the author, Interview with the Vampire. She created Lestat, the Vampire. Did you ever get into that stuff? I did not. No, um, it's not my it's not my bag, baby. It's not my bag, baby. It's not yeah. where I'm from. Um, I like I, I love the movie. I I think I might have read some of Interview with the Vampire. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty elaborate. Yeah, uh, but extremely successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy eight years old today. Russell Simmons, co-founder of Death Jam Records, Fat Farm Clothing. Uh, super duper wealthy. Well, I remember one time. I, th- I think they did a uh, cribs with him. And he has like a like a solid gold prayer room. Wow! Yeah, like some crazy stuff going on. That was before he got separated though, or divorced. So yeah. maybe he lost that solid gold prayer room. Sick, dear Lord, thank you for yeah. the solid gold room. Thank you for this gold. Uh, he is sixty-two today. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook. We mention every year when it's her birthday. What in the world ever happened to her? Because she was really a rising star and kind of an it girl for yeah, a while there. Yeah. Uh, celebrates her 40th birthday today. I am not sure uh, what she does. She's Josie and Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. She's, uh, this is your uh, brain on drugs. Yep, and she's all that. Uh, it was a successful film, so 40 years old today. Uh, Dakota Johnson, Fifty Shades of Grey, and all the, the shades of, of different 50 of things. Grayness. I love her. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool. Don she, Johnson and Millie Griffith's daughter. She was on a limited, well, it wasn't limited. It got canceled. That's what happened to her, but it was a sitcom, and she was very funny on it, so she's gone. She's got chops. Oh, and she was in uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, right? Yeah. Yeah, who we had uh, the uh, writer and director on. Aaron Scotty, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she is 30 years old today. Uh, a phenomenal actor that was actually left off my list. I can't believe it. Christoph Waltz. Ooh, very good. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> He's, he is, whatever he's in, you can't take your eyes off of him. He's so... Be so great at what he does. So he's in a pretty good movie called Alita: Battle Angel. Yeah. I yeah. like that movie yeah. a lot. Yeah, and uh, and again, he's he's he always raises the level of what he's in. He's one of those guys that you know, uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino has a way of plucking people out oh, yeah. that you maybe had never heard of before, and then you go, "Wow, yeah, look at that person! There, where did they come from?" Mm-hmm. And gives them a huge spotlight, and then they take off. And he was. 
I mean, in Inglorious Bastards, he's the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he's 63 today. And then the last birthday is Bill uh, Figerbaki. Is that how you say Bill his last Figerbaki. name? Bill uh, Figerbaki. Dauber. Oh, and my God. And voice of Patrick Starr. And he's in uh, The Stand. Figerbaki. Yeah, he plays Tom Cullen. Yeah. I M- just saw him. M-O-O-Moon. That spells, or M-O-O-N. That spells Tom Cullen. Yeah, he's really good. He's paired up with Rob Lowe throughout yeah. uh, a good chunk of the miniseries, which, yeah. again, Brad Preston, upon viewing it, the only time I saw it, was the first time it aired, yeah. And watching it again, I told you I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it the first time. I liked it much more this time. I need to go back and see it again. Uh, he is celebrating his sixty-second birthday today. But Patrick Starr, <laughs> just what <laughs> uh, one of the best? What a phenomenal cartoon character! All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. The Jets, who the Eagles are playing this weekend, have never beaten what franchise in the NFL? Two one five two six three WMMR. We shall try Maria out. See if she knows the answer. Hey, Maria. Good morning. Good morning, Maria. What team have the Jets never beaten? The Eagles. Well, it's true. Oh. It is true. And uh, Maria, hang on because. We're sending you to the happy place. We have a four-pack of tickets for this pop-up phenomenon coming to the King of Prussia Mall. This interactive immersive exhibit it features more than 15,000 square feet of playful spaces and cheerful moments. It has been called the most Instagrammable pop-up in America. Tickets are on sale now via happyplace.me, and the exhibit will be here October 5th through January 5th, occupying the space where the J.C. Penney store was inside the mall. It's a lot of space. It is a lot of space. I'm going there on Sunday, so mm. I'll record cool, yeah. next week on where it was. Right now, I want to report on Kylie Jenner. Oh, my God. You can't get, just can't get enough of Kylie I Jenner. Know, I know. That billionaire. Yeah, and if you hate us talking about this family, we'll, well, we get hate it, it too. we'll get it out of the way first. We hate it just as much as you do. I love it because it's so much fun just to beat up on him. Uh, she's trying to set the record straight on her much-buzzed-about split from Travis Scott. Please, we need the information. We the, need the deets. The pair have reportedly been broken up for a few weeks, and while the news officially broke this week, the 22-year-old billionaire has already been linked with longtime family friend Jaden Smith and her ex, Tyga. Just think just think about that for a second. The billionaire. You said the words. I did. The billionaire. Jaden was photographed with his hand, by the way, near her butt at Haley and Justin Bieber's wedding. Was one finger missing? And and she, oh, God. There were only four fingers visible in the picture. Uh, she was spotted close to the studio. Tiger was recording at uh, Wednesday night. Twitter went bananas over both hands. Oh, my God. I was tweeting about it all night long. Others speculate the breakup is just a big PR stunt to juice ratings for Keeping Up with the Kardashians uh, and set the stage for Travis's new music release this no, Friday. No. That would make the family superficial, and I won't believe that. Jenner has clearly seen the speculation and issued a tart tweet. Tart tweet. Saying the pair are doing just fine, thanks, and focused on their daughter, Stormy. She tweeted, Travis and I are on great terms, and our main focus right now is Stormy. Our, if you, our friendship and our daughter is priority. If you were to sit six little girls down, do you think she could pick Stormy out of that group? Stop it. <laughs> it might be difficult. Uh, so she continued by saying the internet makes thing every um, um, the internet makes things everything. What am I saying? The internet makes things everything. No, the internet makes everything. It's very much great. One, uh, <laughs> 100 times more dramatic than what it really is. There was no 2 a.m. date with Tyga. No 2 a.m. date with Tyga. You see me drop two of my friends off at a studio that he happened to be at. Oh. On Instagram, Kylie has been posting sexy selfies 
and generally appearing to live her best life. Some of her oh Insta stories, though, appear to be throwing shade at Travis. And one oh my God, this just keeps getting better. And one song, Kylie can be heard singing to the camera, what you on your last breath, your last sweat, your last dime, out of your effing mind, you can't see I'm effing trying. You want sex six times a week, and you never want to clean up. Shut the f- up. Only she didn't say sex. She said uh, kitty cat. Uh, oh, really? Oh, wow. that's, that's okay. kind of dirty. It is. Dirty Shame girl. on you, you dirty girl. Uh, okay, yeah. Yep, so that's the latest there, folks. Thanks. It's astonishing. <laughs> I, hope it becomes a, I hope it becomes a miniseries. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to other things. Robert De Niro was hit with a gender discrimination suit Thursday by former executive assistant who claimed he routinely, quote, lobbed abusive and sexist comments toward her and engaged in inappropriate conduct that included gratuitous, unwanted physical contact. Uh, the suit was filed in Manhattan Federal Court. Uh, long... sick son of a bitch. Yeah. He's calling himself out. That's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, the... He's repulsed by himself. Longtime assistant Graham Chase Robinson. There's a name. Sued De Niro and his corporate entity, Canal Productions. The suit charged him with years of gender discrimination and harassment and claimed that he also owes her overtime pay. Did you see? You didn't see the uh, Alec Baldwin roast, did you? Nope. I did. De Niro looks particularly old and wizened. And they they sort of jumped on that, didn't they, Case, throughout the, throughout the roast? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but how old is he? I don't know. But he just, for the first time I saw him as like, the, maybe it was the way he was sitting on the couch. Yeah. Like sort of... Old man-ish. Yeah, Bernie Sanders-ish. It was, it was kind of weird. Yeah, his I nose think, has gotten bigger. Yeah, Somebody called him Alf. I think Preston just said he's 76. He's 76 right? years yeah. old. So. Yeah, it's okay. He can look a little he's old. He's an old dude. Yeah, just, you just don't, you never think of him that way. Uh, so this is according to Robinson's lawyer, Alexandra Harwin, of the uh, the film, the firm, I'm sorry, Sanford Heiser Sharp, said De Niro made demands of Ms. Robinson that he never imposed on males. Uh, De Niro's treatment of Ms. Robinson was inappropriate, demeaning, abusive, and intolerable, and he needs to be held accountable. The suit claims that De Niro called her a bitch and a brat, urinated during their phone calls. No, I do that with you guys. Of course, we all do. Yeah. Met her wearing PJs or a robe, told her to scratch his back, stood idly by while his friend slapped Ms. Robinson on her buttocks, and suggested she could get pregnant using sperm from a married male co-worker. If it makes her feel any better, he treats his limo driver horribly as well. Uh, Robinson eventually quit in April because she could no longer endure the hostile work environment, according to the suit. Now, this suit comes two weeks after Canal Productions had sued her in New York State Court. And that complaint accuses her of misappropriating hundreds of thousands of dollars for personal expenses on Canal's American Express card, converting millions of frequent flyer miles belonging to the company for her personal use, binge-watching Netflix on the clock, improperly reimbursing herself for personal luxury items, personal and luxury items, and submitting false information in order to be paid for uh, 96 days of unused vacation per CNBC. Do we have the audio of the call? 
Oh, uh, I have no idea. You know, we're actually having some technical right. difficulties next door. I didn't know we had a call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, so she is has filed this lawsuit two weeks after they filed their lawsuit. You got, and how did they get to the bottom of this? Because I saw an article that said it was the, abs- the, uh, the opposite, that he filed in retaliation. So if you're a judge and you're trying to hash all this out, how do you possibly get to the bottom of all this? Yeah, it says here, it says this suit comes two weeks after Canal Production sued her yeah. in New York State Court. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Robinson made $300,000 a year, the suit maintained. Uh, her suit counterclaims the accusations were uh, concocted false allegations designed to, quote, inhibit Ms. Robinson from pursuing her claims, destroy her reputation, and obliterate her job prospects. So, I don't know. It's a uh, judge is going to have to hear the, hear the evidence. Good luck. Good luck. Make a decision on that. Mean Girls fans know that October 3rd is the movie's unofficial holiday. In the movie, uh, Aaron Samuels, who plays Jonathan Bennett, or no, I'm sorry, Jonathan Bennett plays annual Aaron Samuels, asks uh, Katie Heron, who is played by Lindsay, if she knows what day it is, and she says it's October 3rd. And ever since, cast members and fans have turned the day into a cause for celebration being a n- nice and binge-watching the classic. Uh, so that's what you're supposed to do, be nice and binge-watch the classic. <laughs> <laughs> on October 3rd, just because the date is mentioned. In the I movie. know, I know. Uh, I, I, I okay. think there's more connection to May the 4th be with you, mm-hmm. right? But, uh, hey, whatever works. I'm a fan of the movie. We, 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 t- we had a whole screening. Remember, we took a whole bunch of guys to go see it. Yeah, we called it the, the Dirty Old Man Matinee. <laughs> it was good. Because Lindsay had just turned 18 years old. Uh, and we had such high hopes. We had yeah. tremendous <laughs> hopes, and she's effed it up dramatically. I was looking at pictures of a before and after of the entire cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is not, she's not good. Well, 15 years after the movie's release, Bennett and castmates are asking fans to donate $3 to the Thirst Project, which will help build a well in Uganda and bring safe drinking water to a village. Uh, and in fact, Lindsay said in an Instagram video shared yesterday, uh, so we all know Katie was from Africa, but this year we want to help with building a well in Uganda. Amanda Seyfried, who plays Karen Smith, says that will that well will bring fresh drinking water to nearly 500 people for the rest of their lives. Okay. All right. Yeah. That is nice. But, like, the character I played 14 years ago was right. from Africa. So, let's say uh, I just Lived wanted to Africa. wait 14 yeah. years before we started getting the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lacey Joubert, Danielle Franzis, uh, Lizzie Kaplan, Rajiv Surendrak, uh, Jan Karana, and Stephanie Drummond, who were all from the film, showed support for the initiative. Meanwhile, cast member Tina Fey and superfan Busy Phillips hosted a special live stream screening of the movie on Facebook in partnership with Paramount Pictures and the Broadway adaptation of the film. So Lacey Chabert and the guy, the, the actor you just mentioned at the beginning of this, the guy she who asked what date it is, they are now Hallmark darlings. Yeah. They're in a number of Hallmark movies. I'm looking at the poster, Steve. There you go. A dog Walker's Christmas Tale. Yeah. Ah! 2015. Get your ass. That's a good one. <laughs> he's going to be in that? Uh, no, he's no, already he's in. He was yeah, 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 I can't yeah, believe yeah. you missed it, Preston. A dog Walker's Christmas Come Tale. On, man. Yeah. And this year, I'm all on board. <laughs> I will watch every goddamn second of that. Robert Pattinson is set to play Bruce Wayne in the new Batman film, but he's not sure why, he tells Esquire UK in a new cover story. Just look down at the check. He said, it's kind of insane. I was so far away from ever thinking that it was a realistic prospect. I literally do not understand how I've got it at all. Uh, Pattinson wasn't the only person who was shocked that the Twilight star snagged the role. Uh, Twitter's reaction wasn't as tart it's the second time this word has been used this morning. As Pattinson, I bet you the same person wrote all the prep I'm this guessing, morning. Yeah, so. <laughs> Pattinson expected. You know another word besides tart? Anybody? <laughs> tart? Sluts? No. Okay, I'll go with tart again. 
Uh, so writing prep for Preston. He said uh, he told Variety recently the backlash was less vitriolic than he had expected. Huh. But director Robert Eggers was all in. I uh, said even in the Twilight years, I never said, oh, he's just a pretty boy. Uh, I always thought there was something interesting about him, and I could tell that he wanted to be a great actor, and in the past years, it's been very clear that he is, uh, as was co-star Willem Dafoe, who said that Pattinson clearly uh, was the has the perfect jaw for the role. I think he's going to be good. He is a good actor. I like the way he looks. He can be brooding. So let's who's take Willem it out for Who's Willem Dafoe going to be in this? He's playing uh, Vicky Vale. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I'm curious as to who he's going to be. Uh, do you think uh, would he be Alfred? You know what he may he may be. After laying well, he low, played in, in the uh, in the goblin costume. Maybe that'd be yeah. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> After laying low, following his unexpected rocket fame on Twilight, Pattinson said he's ready for the limelight again. He said for a long time, you're very self conscious in the street. You're uh, you're hiding a lot, so on set you have an excuse to be wild. It's like being an adrenaline junkie, and also. Uh, when you don't know how to do something, why not just run headfirst into a wall? See what happens. I haven't got any other ideas, he said. So. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I mean, you connect to this. It takes off. You get a couple of movies. Look what happened to Robert Downey Jr. Look at the amount of money. Oh, yeah. Staggering. Yep. If it if it takes. If it, if holds, it takes, yes. It could be career-defining. Absolutely. All right. So I've got a... I got a bombshell for you. Oh, here. my God. Is it good? You've been ripping the, first you ripped the lid off the Kylie Jenner thing. It's just amazing. How do you get these scoops? Well. How do you find so many things that use the word tart? Bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I snorted twice. <laughs> Bachelorette alum Tyler Cameron is a bachelor once more. What? After a high-profile romance with Gigi Hadid. By the way, just as a uh, side note to the audience, we really don't care about it. We're just trying to sell it to you to make it seem like it's something exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh, So uh, after the high-profile romance with Gigi Hadid, the pair reportedly split. So he was on, uh, I saw this guy, a clip of him on Watch What Happens Next or Andy Cohen uh, show. Mm -hmm. And um, so he's he's in good shape. He's He's a male model. I don't think Biologically, he was born with a brain. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the, their best basic motor functions, um, yeah, 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 yeah. like they 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 guided him to the couch by um, like a, with like a hot prod, almost like a cattle prod. Okay, but all the involuntary things. <laughs> Everything's in working. Okay. There's, just, there's, there's no. It was commands. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Mm. Uh, one of the <laughs> last events they were spotted at together. He and and Gigi. Was at the Zendaya Tommy Hilfiger fashion show in September. See, if I were them, I'd go to that pop up at the J.C. Penney's. Totally. Yeah. Uh, since then, uh, Gigi has been walking the Paris catwalks and escorting crashers off the runway. As we yes, the catwalks. And Cameron has been serving as bartender on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. So apparently, they uh, they're not a thing anymore. That's uh, that's the word on the street these days. But you know what? Here's the deal. Now that he's been with supermodel Gigi Hadid, his stock. Has risen dramatically. Oh, so yeah. he'll be more enticing to other women of that ilk. That's the way it works, usually. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You get cred in that group. Yep. Angelina Jolie reunited with her son Maddox at the premiere of Maleficent Mistress of Evil on Wednesday. Uh, the 18 year old eighteen year old enrolled at Yonsei University in South Korea this fall. 
uh, but made time for his 44-year-old mom's red carpet moment in Japan. She towers over her kids. Uh, her 14-year-old daughter, Zahara, is also was also on hand. Uh, so the royal family, I haven't spoken about them this morning. Uh, it's been a whirlwind week for the Sussexes. Uh, just as Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, and baby Archie were wrapping up a 10-day tour of Africa, Harry opted to drop a bombshell lawsuit on the Daily Mail. Ready uh, for the bomb? Uh, Harry accused the British. <laughs> That's a Leaf that Garrett That is a <laughs> crazy throwback to the Leaf Garrett behind the music <laughs> special from VH1 days. Is Leaf Garrett dead? No. No. No, so he, is no. he is His not. His career is. Yes, it's been dead for yeah. decades. Long time. Harry accused the British tabloid press with, among other things, dehumanizing his wife, Meghan, much in the way uh, they did his mother, Princess Diana. In his letter, he said, and I'm, I'm just going to read part of it because okay. we've been through this before. Unfortunately, my wife has become one of the latest victims of Prat- uh, the British tabloid press that wages campaigns against individuals with no thought to their consequences. I cannot begin to describe how painful it has been. It is for this reason we are taking legal action, a process that has been many months in the making. The positive coverage of the past week from these small, same publications exposes the double standards of the specific press pack that has vilified her almost daily for the past nine months. Uh, They've been able to create lie after lie and uh, at her expense simply because she has not been visible while on maternity leave. Now, royal aides were apparently not happy with the timing, believing that the release of the letter amid the tour wrap-up would distract the press from the tour, which had given the pair positive PR boost. Uh, But making matters touchier, Harry refused to consult his aides on the letter and released it on his own. He also did it without consulting the Queen or his brother, Prince William. So this is a big breach of protocol? I believe so. He's got, first, the the thing is, he has to have one person read it and he has to put it through Grammarly on his computer. Grammarly. No, you have to, you you may want to run something by the family first. Especially when you're that high profile and uh, so much of what you're known for is your decorum. Uh, He drops a few F-bombs in there too, Preston. Oh, I didn't read that part of it. Royal biographer Penny Juror told Newsweek, I can't think the Queen would approve of that statement. I don't think the Prince of Wales would ever put a statement out like that. What is it? And my... What is it? And my goodness, over the years he's had cause with the media uh, have been attacking him or Camilla. I don't think even his brother would have advised putting out a statement like that. Huh. So he They are have, the rebels. They're the, they're the crazy part of the family. May have ruffled some He's feathers. the Aaron Carter of the royal family. <laughs> the Aaron he's Carter. He's the Billy Carter of the royal family. Oh, my God. No, he's not. He is the Linda Carter of the <laughs> royal okay, family. Okay, now you're talking. He's more of a wonder woman. Yeah. Uh, so, Clint Eastwood's Richard Jewell dropped a sneak peek on Thursday. I watched it. It's a really compelling trailer. Uh, the true life story of a man whose life was ruined when law enforcement got its story wrong and blamed an innocent man for a crime he didn't commit. Uh, the film is based on Marie Brenner's Vanity Fair article, American Nightmare, The Ballad of Richard Jewell. And the guy they got to play Richard Jewell is almost a dead ringer for Richard Jewell. Well, he's not even mentioned in this article. They mention everybody else. It stars Sam Rockwell as Watson uh, Bryant, Kathy Bates as Richard's mom, Bobby, John Hamm as a lead FBI investigator, Olivia Wilde as Atlanta Journal Constitution reporter Kathy Scruggs. Well, who the hell's playing Richard Jewell? Even if he's not known, you ought to at least mention the guy's name. Throw him a bone. Yeah, come on, for Christ's sake. 
Uh, but that's a good-looking cast. Uh, uh, really good. And uh, you John remember Hammond, the story. Olivia Wilde. What's that? You remember the whole story. It yeah, wild. yeah. It was the bombing. And the, the guy was actually a hero during the bombing. He was saving Olympics. lives. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. Paul, and they... uh, Walter Hauser, that's the guy's name. Okay. Has he been in anything else? Uh, Black Klansman, which came out last year. The Spike Lee joint. Cobra yeah. Kai, 2018. I, Tanya. So he's, uh, yeah, he has right. some roles, yeah. Oh, in, uh, you know what? In I, Tanya, I think I recognize him, Nick. He was the guy... Who claimed that he had worked in law enforcement, but really didn't, and he was kind of behind a big part of the whole attack. Oh, okay, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. So let me see one. What other titties? You hit the royal family. You went with our American royal family, the Jenners. Let's touch on this, Steve. There's a couple of things about. uh, Riverdale. Yeah. I know you watch that show. I Hang do. a second. I had two stories that connect together here. Yeah, so um, Riverdale's uh, Madeline uh, Pesh. Is that how you say her last name? I believe that's it. Uh, she's gorgeous. She, yeah. uh, she plays Cheryl Bloom, mm-hmm. uh, the redhead. She tells Seventeen Magazine that she hasn't always been as confident or mean as her fan favorite character, Cheryl Bloom. She said, I've learned the mindset of the people who bullied me very well because Cheryl's been a bully on the show. 25-year-old explained, I've learned that uh, the people who've made the most fun of me as a kid probably had their own crap that they were going through. And so they were uh, taking it out on other people. She's right. And that breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Uh, uh, she played, but the character is that kind of character where um, you loathe her and then something happens where you say, okay, I guess I can sort of see why she's this Really? Way. Yeah. Like yeah. Right, from the, right from the get-go, she comes from a crazy family. I was uh, I was telling my wife, and this is to, to bring things down a little bit. The story of this guy that it was in high school was actually a grade younger than me, but he was just a mean bastard. And I had only I had gym with him one time, and the guy he was giving me a hard time, even though he's an under underclassman. Like mm-hmm. and he was acting like a badass, tough. I'm like I'm freaking yeah. getting a fight. He was just a douchebag. Dude ended up killing himself. Really? Like w- while still in high school, Ugh. and I believe it had to have been some. There were some serious problems. At yeah. Home. And I was like, so I looked back. I'm like, wow, maybe that's why that guy was such a douchebag. A douchebag. Uh, yeah. And so it made me look at things differently for people who are jerks. That maybe there's something that Give you him don't, a second look. that you don't know about going yeah. on. If I may, the suicide prevention walk is this weekend. It's uh, on ah. Sunday morning. Uh, it's at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Our, our coworker, Andy Summers, is going to host it uh, on behalf of Beasley Media. Uh, I was going to walk in it, but I can't walk right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to make it. But uh, Andy's a great person, and uh, I, she's supported some of the stuff that I've done in the past. So, so it's the Out of uh, Darkness walk, and it starts at the Art Museum Sunday morning at 7. 30. Perfect. Uh, also, the show has helped her embrace her red hair. She said, finally, my hair and I have a great relationship. She has a stunning mane of hair. She's, well, you know, you describe your perfect look. She's got that the perfect look. Porcelain skin, red hair, the Absolutely. whole deal. Uh, and she said, when fans tell me they're being bullied, I remind them that the things they're being bullied for now are the things that make them unique. And when you get older, those things are going to make you stand out in a good way. She's free. Awesome. She's amazing. <laughs> God, I love her. You need to write her a fan letter. All right. Uh, one last thing, and this ties in with this. Archie Comics is... Hi, I do a radio show in Philadelphia. Yesterday, we were talking about how wonderful you are and your outlook on life. It really brought us up. I told a story that I thought might bring the show down, but it didn't. It actually did some good. Could you send me a picture of yourself autographed? I'm in a band called Saint. Oh, it was you. I think our relationship would be a real home run. <laughs> 
so anyway, they're going to put out a new uh, young adult graphic novel, uh, Archie Comics is, uh, Steve. I like that. Okay. <laughs> well, it ties in with Riverdale. No, it does. I know. I just try to think. You know, there's there's, there's only so much self-pleasuring you can do, Preston. Right. Okay. Uh, Casey wants me to move along. Uh, it's Friday, so we got... Oh, oh my God. Yeah, oh, sorry. Casey. Man, this is a running way over? Yeah, what's that? Um, are we running way no, over? No, 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 no. It's fine. But uh, we got... Uh... We call the shots, baby. We got baby. a busy show today. All right, all right. So, I'll, I'll make this yeah, quick. Yeah, I'll make it's this all quick. Good. Uh, but we need our intro, uh, which, of course, led us to the the game, the new game, Go Flute Yourself. <laughs> all right. I got two movies on my list. There may be more. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, there probably is, judging by our prep. Yeah. Lucy in the Sky is opening. It's a drama directed by Noah Hawley, and it stars Natalie Portman, John Hamm, Zazie Beetz, Dan Stevens, and Ellen Burstyn. It's about an astronaut returning to Earth and can't seem to get back to normal life. It's rated R, two hours and four minutes, and has scored a 24% at Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I had to go through that quickly for you. I just give the title of the movie, like, a 10%. That's just yeah, come on. so cheesy. Lucy. We're going to call... All right, so she's going to be called Lucy. Uh, you know, I, I just... She's going to be in the sky. She's she's, be- if she's wearing any sort of jewelry, it all makes sense. <laughs> all right, next movie opening. Joker, action thriller, directed by Todd Phillips. Stars Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, Zazie Beetz, who is also in Lucy in the Sky. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Francis Conroy, and Brett Cullen. Uh, it's about a failed comedian as he descends into madness and begins to transform into a criminal mastermind known as the Joker. Is Francis Conroy playing uh, his mother? I guess so. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know that name, but uh, I, I don't know why. Uh... She played uh, Tommy Boy's dad. No, no, she, no that's, that's Brian Denny. Oh, right. No, no, she's, yeah. uh, she usually plays the mother. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Yeah, that's her. Yeah. That's her? Okay. Two hours and two minutes long and a 74% Rotten Tomatoes. That's the score so far. There you go. Movie's opening this weekend. We're ready for clips now. Uh, following the lives of teenagers coming of age, Netflix's Big Mouth is returning for its third season today. Mm. In this clip, Jesse Klein shares one of her own cringeworthy puberty decisions. Here we go. I saw the movie um, Dirty Dancing, and I kind of wanted to look like Jennifer Grey. And then I had a friend of me who told me that if I wanted that haircut, I should go to uh, the stylist and say that I wanted it both layered and feathered. When you ask for that, the results are not good. Shut the <laughs> f- up, huh? So Big Mouth returns for its third season today on Netflix. It is by far the dirtiest, most inappropriate show <laughs> I've ever seen really? in Everyone says my that. life. Yeah. It is nothing is off limits. It is so filthy. All right, next clip. Here we go. In the new series, Raising Dion, a single mother must hide her young son's superpowers to protect him from exploitation while investigating their origins and her husband's death. Here, Alicia Wainwright discusses what it was like working with such a young actor. But he's so bright. He's so full of energy and, and you know, he's thoughtful and curious and very much like his character on the show. So, you know, they really found an actor who could emulate the character just seamlessly. I don't I don't want to. I don't think I want to see it. All right. So is that a movie or is it a series? Do we know a uh, Netflix movie? It says episodes. So oh, okay. It, and is it, in fact, Dion from Dion and the Belmonts? Is that the... Uh, yeah, it's the story of Dion and the Belmonts. He had, he had super strength and could fly. <laughs> 
It's pretty amazing. A lot of oh, people I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, and there you go. That is the entertainment report this morning. We are taking a break. We are coming back in a moment, and we have a lot happening today. We will kick it off with our good friend, uh, a saint in our eyes, he Dr. Is. Mike Serigliano will be in our studio. Uh, but we got to Florentine coming by, Josh Wolf, Leah Remini, and more on the program. We'll tell you about it all when we get back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa, Sunday, October 27th. The event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa. Awards for top finishers in multiple age groups and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. We have several guests on the program this morning. I'm going to start off with one of our favorites to begin. And it is, uh, it's the time of year when you need to do a little bit of maintenance for yourself because fall has begun and we got to get our flu shots. Uh, but we're going to talk about some other things as oh, well. Oh, yes. One and only from Fox 29 and Penn. Dr. Mike Sirigliano. Oh, you look fit as a fiddle. Wow. Oh, my God. So that's well, a medical Nick. <laughs> Nick looks like he was in a bar fight and lost. Yeah. 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 How it happens. Yeah. <laughs> hey, nice to see you, man. I'm, I love you guys. You know that. Uh, we I, love I, you. I, you know I, it. I listen. I feel like we're together every day. I do, too. Because I listen all day long. I, I listen to you, Pierre. We will talk on the phone, and, you, I, and it'll be as if oh, we're picking up a conversation because you apparently have been, you either call in or talk <laughs> to the radio, and it continues, but I, I like your attention to detail here. Your surgical gloves match the color of your I shirt. I know. He's look how matchy you're you like, are. You're like the prince of doctors. Listen, Kathy's Purple. here. So did you I do that on purpose? No. Okay. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. It's like lavender. Right? Yeah. It really yeah. is nice. Beautiful lavender gloves and tie and shirt. Yes. What can I say? Well, Sing I... when doves cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said when he walked in, I'm like, I haven't seen you in a while, which is like good, kind of. If you know that, if I don't have any good health, and see yeah, you. right. Well, <laughs> we talk all the time. We right, do yeah. talk all you the know. time. We talking. <laughs> yep. yeah. All right, so uh, the flu shot. Uh, I just got mine. We did it while we were off air, and we're going to go through the rest of the staff members who choose to get their flu shots. Yeah. Yes. All of the staff some, members. Uh, some we will not name. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyhow. I'm just going to use the bloodletting with a leech. What's the word on, on this year's strain and everything? Bad. Okay. Uh, we look at the uh, the events previously down in, in, in south of the equator, uh, and it was a bad flu season. And and people don't realize how dangerous the flu can be. It can kill you worldwide. How many people does it kill every year? Well, in the United States, some estimates are over thirty thousand. Right. Wow. And it's well throughout the world. I mean, it, it's one of those things that is preventable. Yeah. And and let's just get this out in the open because it, it comes out every year. <laughs> the flu shot is not 100%, right. but it's better than zero. And there's data that shows that people who got the flu shot year after year after year, uh, elderly people, they did better when we had that one flu season that was really bad. It's like a seatbelt. I mean, it doesn't save everybody every single time, but it's your best shot at being safe. This whole thing with vaccinations and anti-vaccinationists and all of that stuff, it's just fake news. <laughs> okay. That's a bunch of hooey you're saying. It, it, listen, you have to go by the science. 
I always teach medical students at Penn, in God we trust and everyone else, show me the data. Yeah. And the bottom line is, is that vaccinations prevent things like measles. They prevent things like a whooping cough. If you do the vaccinations, and by the way, my kids are, are getting vaccinated, especially now my boy's going to turn 11. There you oh, go. He's getting the Gardasil. Okay. Oh, which, you better believe and, it. And that is for, for people don't know. HPV. Right. Because there's an epidemic of problems in men as right. well as women. Women get cervical cancer and there's problems with HPV in, in men. So bottom line is you get vaccinated. All right. That's what you and, and you can do it at a number of different places. Your local pharmacy does vaccinations. Your doctor obviously will do those. So those, they're pretty easy to find. Anywhere. And yep. the guidelines say anyone over the age of six months. And if you're pregnant, you get it because you don't want to get the flu when you're pregnant. That can be a nightmare from hell. So critical age ranges obviously be very young and the very old, but obviously everybody in between can benefit as well. Right. And remember, it, by you getting vaccinated, you protect your family. It's true. Numbers. It's true. So, so in this case, if someone begins them over the course of the years, uh, for for example, this flu shot will be germane to this year. But do does your system get stronger in resisting flu the longer the amount of years you're getting the shot? Well, it, it, the bottom line is that we know for a fact that people that were older who got repeated flu shots seem to do better. So it, 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 you have to get a flu shot every single year. All right. But with other immunizations like the Tdap, tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis, or whooping cough, we give that every 10 years or so or if someone's pregnant. All so, right. All right. Yeah. Uh, should we start getting shots? Because we also want to talk about other stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Steve, once you get your shot. Uh, that's a different type of shot. Let's do shots. What we used to do. Uh, I already got mine. It's so quick. It's ridiculous. The, the the gauge of needle, whatever gauge of needle you use, is so tiny. You do not feel it going in at all. Well, and remember, I'm known as a prick. Yeah, right, so. you are known as a prick. <laughs> you have no, to remember not. that. Yes, yeah. I am. Oh, Everybody yes. over at Penn knows that. Oh, so you know. been inside me many times. <laughs> uh, so he's gonna he's gonna clean Steve up here and and uh, and administer the uh, the injection, if you will. Now I yeah. double swap. It's like wearing two condoms. Oh, right. Yeah. So uh, does that work you do? when you wear two condoms? No. Okay. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> For desensitizing. Yeah. Listen. When my son gets a little older, you 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 got to wear two condoms. Don't do it because you probably don't want to go there. Right. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> now, hold on. What's hold happening? on here. All right. So, Doctor Mike is. Dad, I love the slutty women. Giving him the, uh, giving him the cotton swab or the. Uh, right. the now you go into alcohol. the deltoid triangle oh, right there. Yes, All right. You withdraw. You withdraw to make sure you're not in the vessel. You then inject, you withdraw. He's done. Voila. That was it. A little band I mean, honestly, I did I did not feel a single thing. And you're bleeding, Steve. I can see it from here. Oh, just a drop. It's a little Come drop on. of blood. Look at those Come guns on. on Steve, man. I know. So They're biggins. All right, there you go. He's done. Steve's done. Steve's good yeah. for the season. Right. Steve, Steve, say, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> oh, my God. You oh, oh. <laughs> might have thought about that the whole way oh. over here this morning. That's my favorite movie. Next to Top Gun, which I, you guys hate. Listen, Predator no, is no, your no. favorite I, movie? <laughs> um, you're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. All right, now, question that, now. There's a lot of question. philosophical stuff there. Who <laughs> said that? Who said that? Who is the actor who said that? Jesse Ventura. Damn right. Should we also move into the, uh, yeah. the the news du jour, which is a big thing? There was a report this morning that there was a uh, 
a reported death in Delaware from vaping, correct? Yeah, and you know what? I remember back a while ago when we first started talking about this, you called in, Dr. Mike, and and I think Casey asked you, is it better than cigarettes? And you said, I still don't like it. You're putting something into your lungs. Let's talk about vaping. I'm very, very worried about vaping for a number of reasons. One, what we're finding and what we think is that people are developing something called lipoid pneumonia. So when you superheat something and then you use glycerin and other, other compounds to, to make the liquid, if it's not vaporized completely, you get little particulate matter. Mm-hmm. And the lungs hate one thing in particular, and that's oil. And if you get that in your lungs, you then develop or you can develop a life-threatening lipoid pneumonia, and people are dying from it. So the, the, we saw the one case, uh, Mike. So listen, initially, we had heard um, we'd heard stories of people, and then there, there are certainly a number of, of people that I've heard, you know, people that that I know who said, "Oh, it, it helped get me off cigarettes." What is the distinction between what is causing this issue with the vaping, and and because some people say, "Well, there's there are certain vape pens," and there's do you know the breakdown? What, what are we talking about? What, what is the culprit here? Is there one culprit, or is it is it the whole thing? Well, we don't know. There seems to be a little bit of a correlation with people add, adding THC. So what they're doing is they're putting marijuana compounds in there. Okay, uh, I would not do that at all. Uh, and so we think that, that that there is some impurity that's going into the lungs, causing an inflammatory reaction. So that's number one. Number two, I'm all for people getting off cigarettes because cigarettes have about 4,000 carcinogens. The problem I have with anything going in your lungs, as Kathy said, I don't want anything going into these beautiful organs. And by the way, I brought some. I'm going to show you what a normal lung looks like and what a smoker's lung looks like. But the bottom line is... You've got to find a way to stop smoking. But in my humble opinion, you don't put anything in your lungs except for things like nicotine replacement. And you can find inhaled nicotine that you don't superheat that can help you get off. So so that's a viable option for someone who's looking to get off it. Right. Or nicotine gum. Okay. okay. Now, many people... nicotine, though? I, I, I've never right. heard or, or, or have seen that. What is that? That's a nicotine inhaler that is not superheated. You get nicotine in. You kind of have that Freudian sucking on that, that kind yeah, of Yeah, the concept. oil fixation. Right, right, yeah. right. And, all and that's that. a big part of it for a lot of people. It is. It is. Yep. It is. And, and, and the other thing that's a nightmare from hell is kids. We are having a whole generation of kids now getting on nicotine. And yeah. it not only. This goes back to your double condom thing. Uh Well, I'm no fun at all. But the bottom line is this. You have kids vaping, getting addicted to nicotine, and it has effects on brain biochemistry that we don't know about. And if they're doing it when they're an adolescent, we're going to have big problems. It's a big experiment. No one knows. So we're in the the embryonic stages. They're saying one in four high school kids are vaping. Wow. Yeah. Nightmare. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because it did kind of start off. Now, it probably wasn't the intention, but, but the appeal was you can wean yourself off of, of cigarettes. Yes, and it seemed by, like a By good trying option. this, and it did, and it was working for some people. But what it has now taken on is just another addiction that you, this is what you do instead of, and now we're having, you know, these deaths and so on. And, you know, Preston, I feel the pain of someone who's like, I've, I've been wanting to get off cigarettes. Yeah. I've been wanting to get off cigarettes. Here's an option. Yeah. I got it. And as always, and that's, the, killing, and that's, me. that's killing me too. So, yeah. But Mike, on the on the nicotine inhalers, how does one go about getting those? 
It's a prescription. You get it from your doctor, your health care provider, your NP, your PA, uh, and, and that's one way to do it. But there's nicotine patches, nicotine gum. Uh, and, and again, I've, I've said this to you, Steve. Yeah. Like, you know, the thing that tr- makes me try to take good care of myself is the fact that my wife's a little younger than me. <laughs> right. And I don't want her spending my mon- money with some young buck named Rico, Rico Suave. <laughs> Like, no. <laughs> oh, my God, Casey. Oh, no. It's Rico Suave. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be dead, but I don't care. I don't like that guy. I don't know who he is. Yeah. But you know what? I'm, like, Houdini <laughs> couldn't do it, but I'm going to come back and give him a groin rash right behind his, his right testicle. Right yes, there. Rico Suave is yeah. the default name. Casey yeah, knows yeah. it well. Uh, and next thing, yeah. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> yes. Nick's sleeve has been rolled up the whole time that I'm Mike's sorry. been talking. Got me passionate. I understand. Well, but yeah. You can do that, and then we'll whip out the lungs, and we'll All take right. a look, yes. and, and we'll see. Whip uh, out your lungs. Uh, speaking of lungs, we have uh, Cassie, who's going to be in here a little bit later on on our hottie cam. She was. I thought I'd give a plug right now. <laughs> no, she's awesome, but we didn't want to have uh, Mike distracted while he's holding a needle to the No, you know, she has a very nice spleen. Oh, oh wow. Oh, yeah. my God. The best-looking spleen I've seen. All right, go ahead. Mike gets spleen monthly. It's... <laughs> Even that thin needle, I can't. You can't watch somebody can't, get a shot. I can't take it. I, can't I swear take to God, it. Preston, I felt, I felt nothing. No, it's not yeah, the man. pain. Yeah. It's not the pain. It's, it, I don't. It's just that, like that's that looks long to me. That hey, oh well, wow. hey, <laughs> that looks long. Does it all have to well, be that? there we go. You don't have to do that. Just call me Johnny Watt. Casey stood up and started. Well, I got to take my shot. Anyway. No, so so it's the idea of your, of your skin being pierced of of uh, some type of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, not penetration. Uh, exculpatory. No. I don't uh, know. A puncture. I, a puncture just guess, is, is yeah. really gross to you. I can imagine foreign bodies entering through the skin. Uh, do you have that thing, Kathy, where some people have it, where they look if they look at uh, a hole holes? No, but my uncle had that, and my mom used to chase him with uh, a donut. <laughs> He's there, there, a freak hey, out. Hey, you know what? The the new, I think it's the the latest version of a, one of the Galaxy phones, or it might be anyhow that has three uh, lenses on it. It's the iPhone. It's the iPhone. Is the iPhone yeah. has three holes, three three lenses. It's freaking people out that have that. Wow. Whatever that phobia is. You, have you heard about this, Mike? So the people, if there are collections of holes, that there is an actual phobia people have. Uh, to multiple holes. That used to freak me out. Uh, Did it? A little bit when I was a kid. I wasn't terrified. Yeah, my mom had this floral. It was it was a fake floral display. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's this it's brown. Like a, like a flower oh, thing. Yeah. With, it looks like with pod. holes in it. Yes. Yeah, well, it's, it's like brown. It looks like it could be like a, like a beehive or something. Exactly. Yeah. It's like and, a pod. And yes. Yeah. And that used to freak me out because of the whole, I think, you know, Bees there's or, larvae in there yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and so it's it's some form of uh, a phobia that people have. Well, we were talking about scabies, uh, Mike, and uh, the outbreak of scabies. Have you heard about this? Uh, there's always scabies. Oh, yeah, but scabies. there was an outbreak at a, at a local school. So, what, Do you guys yeah. want to hear a quick connection to that? So yeah. uh, one of my babysitters, it's not the, the person that's with Jace every morning, but she is going to be with Jace uh, in, in the coming, uh, you know, in the yeah. future, near she future. No, she's a teacher at that school and was on that trip. And you just fired her. No, she texted me. She was like, I was on that trip. I'm like, oh, you're going to be with Chase. I I don't know what to do here. Bizarrely, as you said, she's on that trip. That condition where you're afraid of holes is called trypophobia. Oh, oh my God. God. We just pulled this up. An aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. Yeah, that grosses me out. Do you know who has it? Alex Holly. 
Does oh, she? Really? Yeah, yeah. Freaks her out. She has it. She says she's got it very, very profound. Wow. Yeah. So you remember that picture? And uh, I was just getting shots. So I don't know if you already mentioned this. That picture. It was a doctored photo of of a woman's nipple that yeah. had this oh, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like little things coming out of it. Um, that bugged me out. Like I had right. like, oh, nightmares yeah. about that. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So. Turned out to be not real. No, so yeah, we're it was good. Totally fake. All right. Well, listen. We have a lot to get to. And uh, Doctor Mike. Oh, oh, yeah. Can we see the? No, see the lungs. Yeah, let, let me do that. Let me put and, the flu shots away before right. I bring out <laughs> anatomic autopsies. And then we'll have to uh, to wrap it up <laughs> in a moment yeah. here because yeah, we're yeah, yeah, we're gonna have our, our yeah. buddy Matt Ritter in a little bit to talk about the uh, Camp Upper Hunger, which is coming up. So uh, Mike helped me uh, in my healing process uh, by recommending a great doctor. And I wanted to thank them because I was there again yesterday. I didn't do it last time, but uh, Crystal and Greg and Brittany are all fen- phenomenal. Give great care. It's the uh, orthopedic specialist in uh, Penn Medicine. So uh, I am privileged because I get uh, Dr. Mike connection <laughs> to uh, medical care, which is really nice. This is but- where the whole privilege thing came from. Not everyone can yes. have a... Doctors. Yes. 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 It was Preston right. mentioned going to some doctor to in the Penn Medicine System, mm-hmm. and Bill thought that that mm-hmm. made us sound like we were privileged because privilege. we have yeah. health care. Well, that's, yes. that's Bill, though. Why, just why just why like in them... your office, Mike, real quick, they, they all listen all day every day to MMR to, at that office, and I, I can't thank them enough for all the care they've given me. So thank you for recommending them, and thank you for sending me there, and thanks to those guys for listening. What were you going to say? I was going to say, why doesn't a man about town come down here and get a shot? You know, he he probably would. I don't know what. I can do it in his tushy. Yeah. Whatever he wants. His tushy, yeah. Tushy. Not in the tushy. Yeah. My mommy used to spank me there. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, Chuck D'Amico always comes down. Yeah. Uh, where the hell I is he? Chuck I don't know. Yeah. They need to get down here now. All right. All right hanging so... out with a guy named Rico Suave. Rico Suave. <laughs> you know, we got to get you that, Mike. You know, the, the artist is uh, Gerard- Gerardo? Gerardo. Gerardo. Yeah, Gerardo. Yes. Yes. He doesn't look like Rico. Anymore. He ended no, up no, becoming no. A, uh, like a music. Years ago. Time, time has not been well. Understood. He ended up becoming a music executive, believe it or not. Really? really? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, he's one of the honchos at, oh. at, a, at a record label. What is that, a flounder? This is this is a normal lung oh. right here. Normal. That's okay. normal. Now you, it's fixed. Ooh. I mean, it's in, it's it's been put in formaldehyde. Okay. So that's real. Right. That's a real lung. Wow. That's someone's. That's a dead person's lung. That well, person no longer is alive. Right here. Let but your hands person, are full. Give it to Marissa. Let her hold it. No way. But the bottom the bottom out. line is is that uh, uh, you know it, it's from, clean. It's beautiful from the dead. <laughs> yeah. The living learn. That's okay. right. And, and and we learn from this. Now, this is a normal specimen. You getting a picture of this? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's so it's look. nice and clean. It actually looks like right. it does look like a uh, like a like a uh, flounder. So I have to say, my mom showed me pictures of a uh, you know of a, a good lung, a healthy lung, and then a smoker's lung when we were kids. And that I will say that, that is it? one of the reasons that I because I I mean all my friends smoked, you know, at least tried yeah. it. I never touched cigarettes because I would always have that picture in my mind. Now, this is a smoker's lung. You can see how Ew. black it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's got a big lung tumor in it. So the bottom line is... Where's is that, that? Right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, now the bottom line here Ew. is that you don't That's want disgusting. to put stuff in your lungs, folks. You don't want to do it. Whether it's, in my opinion, vaping, smoking cigarettes, you don't want to do it. These yeah. are precious organs that are 
absolutely critical to you feeling well. And and I have patients who can't dance at their kids' weddings because they have emphysema. You get COPD. Now, yeah. at, at, uh, before it gets that bad, though, Mike, and some people I know, smokers I've talked to, they're like, well, what's the point? I've been smoking for X years, blah, 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 blah. The tissue can repair itself over time, right? Right. The, the, the devastating effects of smoking never go away, but you feel better, you reduce your chances of developing lung cancer, and you just, it, 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 if you do that, you're going to live longer and you're not going to have the ravages of emphysema, what we call COPD. And Right, right. Okay. Uh, so. it, it's sad to see when you see somebody walking around who's got to have a, like a tank with them or yeah. some sort of respirator system yep. with them because of that, you know? Yep. I it's, have family members that have COPD and they have not quit smoking. And I'm like, well, <gasps> you're just a moron. Well, You're just a moron. Now, I did have a 93-year-old woman who smoked ever since she was 12, okay? Yeah. Now... There are people, I call them Uncle Joe stories. Okay, well, my Uncle Joe smoked for 90 years and he never had a problem. Yes, they're very lucky. But the bottom line is you don't want to take a chance. You don't want to do it. There's so many other things you can do with your life as far as staying healthy, living long, and putting money into what I call your health. 401k. I love it. Nice. By the way, Gerardo, Rico Suave... Uh, is uh, had later become a recording industry executive. He was an A&R executive for Interscope Records. He had a reality show, too, with his family, Preston. And more recently, a pastor. And uh, Pastor he, Suave? He refers, he refers to himself as the Latin Elvis, the Latin Frank Sinatra, or the Latin Tony Zuzio. Wow. He refers to himself that way. Himself, yes. But the caveat is if they were all unsuccessful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he'd be just like him. All right, Dr. Mike, thank you for all the info. Love you. We love, love you. Love you. Love you. Love, what time are you going to be on Fox today, by the way? Uh, well, I got preempted because oh. I came here. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Sorry. Listen, I love you guys, and I'm willing to sacrifice. You're the best. All right. All I right. bring it to the table. But we've got you in see, trouble. When can we see you regularly on Fox 28? Tuesdays and Fridays. Okay. And then if you travel every once in a while, I do all the affiliates all over the place. I've heard uh, people have reported back that they've seen you in other markets on other Fox uh, affiliates. Yes. Right. They, they think it's uh, a nightmare. <laughs> it's like they're, they're being they've haunted. woken up in a horror <laughs> you hear story. that yeah. voice. Yeah, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Good morning, Arkansas. Hi. <laughs> When I do Texas, I always say, you know, all my exes live in Texas. That's why I live in Tennessee. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to get in. To yeah, the you got yeah, yeah. to get you in the it? local. Yeah. Do you switch it from Rico Suave to other um, no. 80s pop stars in different no. states? No, it's always him. Okay. So do you yeah, do that him. from the local Fox affiliate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, every nice. 10 minutes I do from L.A. to... By the way, I see a lot of medical reporters who are duds on TV. I think, I think honestly, uh, you you should be rocking your own nationally syndicated show. That's what yep. I say. You're charismatic. You're you, you, you know you're. If he does that, we're going to need doctor. a new doctor. He's no, not got time no. for us. He oh, will no. never forget us. No, 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 no. See, you can't. Talk the talk unless you walk the walk. Exactly. Right. I, I have yeah. no interest. Hey. I, I'm a real. I play a real doctor in real life. <laughs> yes, okay? he does. That's he loves doctoring. I we know it. it. We know I, it. I love my patients. Uh, we love you. you By the way, real quick before we say goodbye, I do want to relive this moment. Hang on. Oh wait a minute! I thought this was uh, the actual clip. Oh no! Oh, never mind. Don't do that. Uh, no. Don't do that segment we did. Uh, All right, we oh. got it. We got a oh, break. No, we can't do that. Right. We got a break. Right. Uh, Doctor yeah. Mike Sirigliano. Yeah. 
Fox 29 and Penn Medicine. I love you guys. Love, love you, Mike. You. We're going to take a break. You. We'll be back in a second with the B-File and information on how you can get involved with the Camp Out for Hunger in the Business Incentive Program. And Jim Florentine is going to be here. And Josh Wolf and Leah Remini, a bunch. We'll be back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. By the way, you you need to follow uh, Cassie on Instagram because, like, every single picture she posts is, like, a it's it's a calendar quality <laughs> photo. She's every, phenomenal. Every single one of them. Yep. Uh, so we'll make sure that we get, uh, in fact, if you look on the webcam, she'll hold up her Instagram account and everything, and you'll be able to follow along, as well as her friend Allie. All right, uh, speaking of our calendar... Uh, we're shooting today. This yes. is day number three, the final day of shooting for the Totally Office Calendar 2020, which is being shot at the Met Philadelphia, the amazing new venue. You can check them out at themetphilly.com for a complete list of upcoming concerts. Uh, but we have breakfast each and every day from our friends at Panera Bread on City Line Ave. Try a new Baja or Mediterranean warm grain bowl now available for delivery. Panera food as it should be. And lunch today provided by our good friends at Primo Hoagies. And wherever you watch the game this weekend, score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Not just a hoagie, it's a Primo. So everybody's getting well-fed and very well taken care of. A lot of people working hard on that. And just real quick, wanted to thank the makeup artist that's out there. Uh, her Instagram is hey underscore it's Paris. And then uh, Loudmouth Hair. Uh, we have Tori from Gravity Hair Salon that's doing the hair. And uh, they're posting a bunch of pictures and stuff. And we're, you know, we're reposting them so you can follow along on our social media as well. It seems to be going well. Because, yeah. you know, the pictures are look like they're having fun. So we, we stay away because we know we only get in the way. Yep. All right. Let's do the, oh, my God. No, it's not. Time oh, it's not time to do that? I thought um, we were doing What do we do? What do we do? Well, let's do Bizarre File first. Okay. Uh, and then we'll have your chance to win $1,000 in Money Shark. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by God Shawls. Check out the new God Shawls packaging where you buy bacon. Easier to read nutrition, like 80% less fat than pork and 6 grams of protein. Real wood smoke taste. God Shawls. Well, let's see. A 21-year-old man in Argentina decided to remove a tattoo. <laughs> he decided to do it himself with a cheese grater. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Come what? On. His friend told local media that the young man had the tattoo and then a week later decided he wanted to join the airport police and he worried that he <laughs> wouldn't get the job with a visible tattoo. Hey, oh you're the kind of guy we're looking for God. here at the airport. Oh kind of guy who removes his tattoo with a cheese grater. He also said that he found the method of removing the tattoo on YouTube and added that it, quote, hurt and bled a lot. <laughs> it was uncomfortable, well, I'll be yeah. honest. He says he later returned to the hospital for a tetanus shot. <laughs> Local media says the incident actually occurred in August of uh, last year, but the photos have only just come to light recently. Now, give me my gun. Uh, Police have found a mountain of 13.5 tons of gold and a haul of $37 billion in cash in a raid on the home of an allegedly corrupt ex-mayor in China. Chinese officials came across the incredible mounds of gold bullion while searching his house. Zhang Kui, a former mayor and member of the community party, was undergoing a review by the National Supervisory Commission. He will now have even more explaining to do after police uncovered the multi-billion dollar haul in his basement. 
So Evid- this is why we no longer have holiday parties. Uh, evidence was also discovered that he owned a vast portfolio of luxury properties. Officials convicted of economic crimes faced the death penalty in China. Yeah, they're very lenient. <laughs> uh, video shows investigators sifting through the giant pile of gold bars. Some is just stacked on the floor while other pieces of gold are wrapped in bags on metal shelves. The approximate value of a ton of pure gold alone is around $37 million. They found 13.5 tons God of gold. Almighty. And how long did it take before people realized this was missing? Yeah, I don't know. Cash found at the property was in various currencies such as dollars, Chinese yuan, and euros as well. I've never heard of anything that big before. That's unbelievable. Three suspected drug smugglers survived in shark-infested Pacific waters by clinging for hours to floating bales of cocaine. Don't tell me cocaine doesn't save. Uh, Colombia's Navy said on Tuesday the three Colombians were suspected of smuggling 1.2 tons of cocaine from Colombia when their boat was hit by a wave Saturday and capsized. By the time the men were picked up around 30 nautical miles from uh, Tumaco by uh, Colombian Coast Guard vessels, uh, they have been in the water for about seven hours. Wouldn't you imagine the cocaine would, would sink? Um, yeah, but I guess maybe it had air in it. Yeah. Or the, the, the men were taken ashore along with the floating bales, which tested positive for, positive for cocaine hydrochloride. Uh, the men were in good health and will face charges of drug trafficking. And the search was continuing with a fourth man whom the men said was with them. Can we have our cocaine back? This is pretty wild. Steve sent me over this article. I believe it was from The Inquirer. The author is Nick Vadala. A documentary focusing on a Philadelphia woman who archived about a million hours of television news coverage across 70,000 video cassettes yeah. and 30 years of recording is finally coming to theaters. Filmmaker Matt Wolf unveiled a trailer of local release date for Recorder, the Marion Stokes Project. We have so many guests today, I had to fit this in somewhere, so I put it in the bizarre file. The film screened here in Philadelphia in June, but the film will return to the city on November 22nd at the Ritz at the Boers as part of a larger release. Stokes was a Philadelphia native who continuously recorded TV around the clock from 1979 until her death in 2012 at the age of 83. Never stopped recording. Her story first gained attention in 2013 when the Internet Archive in California began digitizing Stokes' collection of videotapes to create a searchable database of footage. And this film examines who Stokes was as a person, uh, but also what she was doing. A Rittenhouse Square resident at the time of her death, the former librarian amassed a fortune after investing in Apple stock at $7. Which is what I could have done years ago. (laughs) And she was also an activist and card-carrying communist who became a target of FBI surveillance due to her political affiliations. Wolf said uh, the recorder does not attempt to... He's the director is... um, uh, I said who it was earlier. Yeah, yeah. Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf said that uh, the recorder does not attempt to draw a conclusion about whether Stokes was simply a hoarder or a collector. Ultimately, Stokes' collection of footage grew so large that if you were to watch eight hours worth of tapes per day, it would take about 342 years to view the entire thing. What? And on videotape, which t- you know tends to degrade after a while. Well, they're digitizing. Yeah, I know. There's, it, so. there's, there's, but there's all these moments in history caught. <clears throat> Altogether, the tapes weighed approximately 31 tons. Jesus. Uh, Stokes' son, Michael, said, My mother had a keen sense of the uniqueness of her mission. Uh, she would resist forcefully anybody who told us that this was useless or a waste of time. She also recorded 
Alf, Casey. Oh, so, my God, yeah, that's she, great. That's she, in addition to the news. Okay. Alf. And there <laughs> is what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. All right, now we can do this. 93.3 WMMR Philadelphia. A Beasley Media Group Station. MMR's Money Shark. Let's get you some money. We have $1,000 to give away. The keyword you need is radio. What you're listening to right now, R-A-D-I-O. You have until 8.15 to enter it via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or you can enter using the MMR mobile app or the contest page at WMMR.com to be entered for a $10,000 grand prize. And you'll get a call if you're randomly selected in this nationwide contest and win $1,000. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Good luck from Horizon Services and WMMR. Once again, the word is radio, R-A-D-I-O. So let's have you get on that right now. And as you're doing that, we're welcoming a friend to our studio. We mentioned the Save the Date uh, for the Camp Out for Hunger just the other day to make sure that you you know are aware of when it's going to be taking place, the, the real details will be coming in the near future. But save the date now because it is December 2nd to the 6th at the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> and we want to welcome from Subaru of America, our friend Matt Ritter. Hey! Good morning, everybody. Last time we saw Matt was actually at the headquarters in Camden. And yeah. uh, and I see that things <laughs> have progressed since we had waxed <laughs> your hairy knuckles. As you can see, it grows back thicker and more. Oh uh, there's more God. of it. A lot more of it. It's, uh, you guys are killing like me here. Ape for some reason. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Matt brought in uh, Halloween style ape hands that are hairy. <laughs> They're great though. Those are high quality. These yeah. are these are high quality. Part of a Bigfoot costume. Okay, yeah. dude, that's but, hilarious. But now I'm serious though. It did grow back thicker. Did uh, it? On, on uh, yeah. I thought that yeah. was oh, like no, a wives' tale. And a little more coarse. It yeah. is. Wow. I think mean, you just don't know yeah. how much hair you have on your hands. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. You're you make me feel so good. <laughs> coarse and thick, hairy knuckles. Matt will eventually I'm, lead the I'm gorilla resistance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one of the most generous people we know by far in the company that he works for is amazing. So much so that, uh, as you as you know or may not know, uh, at the Camp Out for Hunger, the past several years, uh, Subaru of America has won our business incentive. They've come in in first place with the largest donation by business or organization, and they uh, they've won a live broadcast from the Preston and Steve show, but. They felt, and this was several years ago, that they were kind of monopolizing that yes. and didn't want to deter other businesses for making an attempt because, after all, what it is all about in the end is making sure that there are enough reserves at Phil Abundance to hopefully last an entire year or more. And so uh, Matt had approached us with the idea of why don't we give other businesses our keys to success and how we did this and give everybody a fair shake at uh, at going at it. And because of that, other companies upped their game, and that's why we've been having record collection. Now, we always, we never, people always ask you, set a goal. No, I mean, we, we always hope for the best, but we've been on a good streak, and that, I think that really as, is as a result of your efforts, Matt, and the fact that other businesses think, well, you know, maybe we have a shot if we follow suit. So, and you're, you're going to extend that offer again this year to, uh, to give your, uh, your uh, um, methodology. Uh, we absolutely are. Uh, and before I get to that real quick, I know that at home, my daughter Finley is listening. Finley, it's time for you to brush your teeth and get to school. There you so go. Message out it's there. like at the Oscars. Yeah, you exactly. Kids to go to sleep. Uh, so, you know, we, uh, so I hear you guys talking about we want to get, build enough reserves at Phil Abundance, right, for the food lease to last a year if we can. It's not even close. Uh, we need your help 
more than ever. And, of course, we're grateful that you're going to do Camp Out for Hunger again. And it's time for businesses throughout the greater Philadelphia area to once again step up. This competition is open to anybody. And I'm already hearing some really good things out there about companies who want to already double their commitment from last year, which is exciting, right? That's what this is all about because these donations – Help feed 90,000 families in the greater Philadelphia area each week. Think each about that for a second. week. Each week, 90,000 families. And we talk about families. Of course, this involves children. And there's nothing more heartbreaking than thinking about a child going hungry. Mm-hmm. Because when a child is hungry and they go to school hungry, guess what? They, don't they have learn. a harder time learning. And in our community, this greater Philadelphia area, one in seven kids is food insecure. And this is why we're asking other companies around here to help us. Come on, join in for Camp Out for Hunger. We give you the playbook. There's a video link on your website at MMR.com. And we'll show you how easy it is to partner with Phil Abundance. And you guys can organize your own food drive and then drop it off at Camp Out for Hunger. Because we need it more than ever. And it it goes such a long way uh, throughout our community. And it's a great way to give back. It makes you feel good. And we also encourage these businesses that after you donate, then call Phil Abundance like we do and go down and volunteer to sort food for a day. And you'll see just how impactful it is. And you're also going to see how fast the food goes. When you're feeding 90,000 families a week around yeah, here, yeah, yeah. it goes really fast. And the nice thing is when you partner with Phil Abundance, this is really the, one of the most important parts. Phil Abundance will work with you and tell you what foods they need the most and how to purchase it. In other words, what doesn't really work is you can't uh, – we're all looking for weight, of course, yeah. right, to win the contest. But – Dropping off 50-pound bags of rice really does not work because then Phil Abundance has to pay for labor to come in and open that 50-pound bag of rice and repackage it into smaller bags for families, right? We don't drop, they don't drop off 50-pound bags of rice at doorsteps. No. That's not how this works. No. So they help uh, businesses figure out this is what we need and this is how we need to have it packaged, right? So it's a win-win for everybody and certainly a win-win for those who need it most throughout our area. A friend of mine was uh, pulled into a gas station and uh, got out of the car. There was a nine-year-old little boy there. And he said, can I pump your gas for you? Uh, and he said, why do you want to pump my gas? And he said, I don't know. Maybe you'll give me a tip. And he goes, do you work here? And the kid didn't work there. And he said, wow. "What? how come you want money? He said, you know, wh- why aren't you in school? And he goes, I'm hungry. I just want to go get something to eat. Whoa. Yeah. And that, he, I uh, mean, obviously, my friend took him into the, the gas station. And he said, pick out whatever you want. The kid picked out a Lunchable and, you know, and, and, and left with it. But it, how sad. He was nine. He wanted to pump his gas so heart. that he could get a Lunchable. It well, breaks talk, your heart. We yeah. talked about the, the fact that, that bizarrely, while uh, other cities are on an upturn and doing better, Philadelphia still remains um, uh, bad with the, uh, with the food insecurity issue. Well, it, it's a major issue, and just despite how good the economy is, there is always going to be food insecurity in almost any major city, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you, people typically will think and assume that, well, geez, if somebody's food insecure, they must be you know, unemployed or what have you. Nope. Uh, that's not the case. We here, Phil Abundance, sees many folks who have full-time jobs, but they're having trouble making ends meet between rent and other things like that. And so something has to give, and typically it's food, which is awful. And most, a lot of kids, these one in seven kids who are food insecure, the only meals they're getting is when they go to school. So their weekends are really tough on them. And that's, again, we're trying to bridge that gap by giving back. Try to wrap your mind around that. And the the fact is, is that we talked about this and, and... We try to tell people, and people, you know, you got to see what the campout's all about. You got to come out and, and be a part of it. But without 
the camp out for hunger without that drive, and don't want to sound self-serving here, it's because it's, it's everybody involved. Everybody mm-hmm. makes the camp out work. We simply right. provide a focal point to it. Uh, but Phil Abundance has said it would devastate. It would devastate them if this event didn't occur and if this amount of uh, of uh, donating didn't take place because the food stays on the shelves and it gets dispensed for many many months after. In case you were talking about just recently about you know how how much. How many months after campout, the food from the campout is still being dispersed? That, that's right. And But again, it doesn't last all Forever. year long. No. And so think about this. Last year, a record 1.8 million pounds of food was donated during Camp Out for Hunger. Right. All-time record. Uh, that, that creates over 5 million meals, and that still doesn't cover it for a year. Think about that. Yeah. So there, there is still a great need in our area, unfortunately. And we are so grateful for the companies who have jumped on the Camp Out for Hunger, ba- Camp Out for Hunger bandwagon. And we're looking for, for them to commit, recommit again this year, commit more, and get more companies involved because we need you. That'd be great. By the way, yeah. there are there are the incentives that we that we give out are um, <clears throat> three prizes to the businesses that have the largest donation by weight. And uh, last year's prizes, I'm sure they'll be... This or similar. The largest donation wins a live broadcast from us, the President Steve Show. That will always remain. Second largest gets a live broadcast from Pierre Robert at your place of business. Yeah. I almost want to win that. <laughs> Pierre broadcast yeah. from our show. And then the third largest, uh, this is what we had last year, $20,000 advertising schedule for the first quarter of 2019 on WMMR. Now, those things could change. It can get more. We also had um, a copier that we gave yeah. away uh, for a business, too, uh, for anybody, no matter what size of your business, and entered it under that. You were in the running for that. Stuff always comes in. Winners last year, Subaru of America, the Porsche Club, because they're an organization. They had a big showing last year. They came in second place, and uh, Fred Beans came in third. So. Yeah. Uh, will your company be one of those top three? We'd love to have that happen. We want it badly. And, we, yeah. and listen, it's it's open to anybody. The competition is anybody's to win, uh, including the live broadcast. And we would love it if somebody would uh, would come in and, and out donate us and get the live broadcast because it goes for such a great cause and helping everybody out throughout the Delaware Valley. So awesome. you guys you guys have, have spelled out uh, how your methodology to collect. And there, there are certain uh, ways that you can go and buying in bulk and having – Phil Abundance help you out with what exactly they need. So there's a video on WMMR.com uh, for this if people want to see it that you, that's been put together. That's right. Yeah, go to the link on WMMR.com and, uh, and and learn how you can help by partnering with Phil Abundance because they will work with you and show you how easy this really is yep. if you're willing to commit. And you're, you're, so, you're still competing. And still part of the deal. And don't forget, you can do some other things too. Yeah. You can't. We do things at Subaru where we do an all-employee tailgater where we, we pick a day uh, just before camp out and it's a last-minute push, right, where we, we – Send people down to the local uh, Acme or ShopRite, pick up the bags of food, right. and bring them back to the employee tailgater. We serve everybody lunch that day. We have some games out there. We make it a real fun event for the employees. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? That generates a lot more food than what people might think. So think about different employee events you can do around this event to get everybody engaged and involved and, ma- and make sure they feel good about giving back. And uh, this is all under the header of Camp Out Business Challenge. Uh, when you go to the uh, the campout page of uh, WMMR.com. So it's all right there. And the kit is up on the site, too, right, with the uh, the, the graphics for uh, uh, food drive and, uh, you know, put on, on boxes and things like that. Nick is shaking his Yeah, the poster's there. Yeah, all that stuff cool. is yeah. there ready to be downloaded. Sometimes people ask about uh, us sending boxes to them. We don't do that simply yeah, yeah. because we get so many requests. But you can download the poster, put it on your own box, and start the collection now. Awesome. Yep. Anything in the world of Subaru you want to mention real quick? Because we got to take a break. Well, I tell you, um, 
first of all, thanks to you guys for having me in. And, uh, and again, we love being a part of Camp Out. You know, we live our love of promise by giving back in our communities, and we want other businesses to do the exact same thing because it is so needed. Uh, and listen, we're having a great year, the 2020 Outback, all new 2020 Outback and Legacy just launched. Casey, I think you are a fan, if I'm I am. I, I purchased the 2020 Outback on Monday morning, Ooh. and I'm. this isn't just a line. I think it's a favorite car of ever, my favorite well, car I've ever owned. Awesome. We'll, we'll make sure yeah. that it is, and I'll, and I'll tell you. So, so Kelly Blue Book named us the most trusted brand for the past five years. Yeah, uh, we are the safest brand on the road. We have more IIHS Top Safety Pick Pluses than any other brand for 2019. We have more than Toyota and Honda combined. So when you take trust, you take safety, and of course, we're the brand all about love. I tell you what, we try to deliver everything that anyone's ever going to possibly need. So thanks for the support out there to all of our great customers, our great Delaware Valley retailers who also get involved with Camp Out for Hunger. These super retailers step up every year, and we are so appreciative, and we're appreciative to everybody who participates in Camp Out. So thank you very much for having me in. Awesome. Great to see you, Matt. We'll see see you you. very soon. Can't wait. Awesome. See you for Matt Ritter, guys. All this with two very buxom ladies in lingerie (laughs) right behind him, and he kept a straight face the entire time. Absolutely. (laughs) They're on our hottie cam, Cassie and Allie, so Take a look as we speak right now. We're going to be back in just a moment. Jim Florentine will be in our studio next. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All I'm saying is the webcam's getting very jiggly. Right about now. Yeah. That's, that's all that I'm saying. It's you can it's go check It's a birthday that out. jiggle, Preston. Uh, if you like. Please welcome, appearing, by the way, at the Sandantar. I can San, never, you can never say I, that I right. I can never say it right. Sandantar. Sandantar. Arena. Sandantar Performing Arts Arena in Reading. Uh, coming up on the 18th, our friend Jim Florentine Yay! is here this morning. How you doing, man? Good. It's very distracting with these girls right sorry. inside of me. You know? <laughs> so if I'm a little, you know, it's off all right. on my answers. Listen, hey, I it's want, understandable. I wanted to ask your opinion because you're you're a rock dude through and through that metal show and all. But um, we just played um, Safari Song from Greta Van Fleet. You, uh, what's your stance on that band? On Greta I love Van Fleet. Them. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Because we actually we we hear from people who are just like, how dare they sound like Led Zeppelin? And I'm like. So what? It's Knock good it music. Off. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I like it. I mean, look at Zeppelin. Look, Zeppelin stole the you know first pretty one album, the first <laughs> album, and even part of two stole it from the blues and stuff like that. So uh, I have no problem with it. if a young band can bring people back to rock. And Greta Van Fleet is selling out everywhere, about 6,000 seats. They sell out right, you know, every ticket is sold. That's good for music. Agreed. Absolutely. Because then there'll be other bands. There's another band called Dirty Honey. Yeah, we just had them in. They were just here. They're great. And I have information about them. They are the first ever. Let me get the, the actual stat. They are the first ever independent band. They are not signed and they They're have, really good. They have a number one song in the Billboard Mainstream Rock Song Chart. Nobody's ever done that before who is not signed to a label Whoa. deal. 
Uh, and they were just here the other day performing live in the studio. They were awesome. Yeah, they're, they're great. So, like, all these up-and-coming young rock bands, yeah. you know, are going to be good for... If they get young kids back into rock and not just middle-aged dudes going to see metal shows, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be great. So if these are Dirty Honey or Greta Van Fleet is the band that do it, that's perfect. I even like that Weezer is doing a little throwback sound right now. I don't know if you've heard that or not. Uh, but, uh, Have you heard R- this? R- no. R- Cuomo's, the it's new, awesome. The, the new album's called Van Weezer. Van Wee. Yeah. And going with this Van Halen sound, and it's really cool. Do you have some of it to uh, to, to play? Because it, it, um, it has such a cool sound. Yeah, yeah, we can find it. Because he's a massive, you know, what's cool is that these people have been inspired by these other bands. We'll do, you know, and Rivers has always made it known he's a massive Van Halen fan. So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Van Halen love on this album. This is it. I thought it was eruption for a second. I know, I know. Yeah. So obviously he's, he's doing a clear tribute to Eddie right there, but... When when the song gets going, you, you'll kind of like this crunch. It's a little more late '80s uh, feel to it, but here it is. Cool. Like I hear a little Y and T in there. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Summertime girl. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. Little dance night away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. And I, yeah, I, love, yeah. I, I think Rock's having a really cool moment right now. Well, talk about things yeah. coming back. We were just talking about this, um, you know, before uh, the segment. And, um, uh, you know, Viacom, the, this company that owns MTV and Comedy Central, also, they're, they're, they're going back to old programming to get ratings again because mm-hmm. it hasn't been going too well for them. And now we have Crank Anchors coming back, which is really cool. <laughs> I mean, for so was, two, was it 2000? 2007, after 12 years. It's almost like it's almost like a hot chick coming back into your life. <laughs> yeah. That just dumped you and you're like, all right, it was, it was a good time. And then <laughs> they just appear out of nowhere. No, I want you back. Like, Are you serious? Yeah, in fact, that was our reaction. Because I'm like, because uh, we, we love the original run. But we figured, okay, one and done. And that's it. It was a good run. And I was asking you, so uh, Jimmy Kimmel is is the main producer of the show? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla. Right. It's their show. And right. I, yeah. Um, I had no idea it was coming back. I'm on a... I'm in New York City talking to some other comics, and one guy's like, "Congratulations!" Like, I'm, I'm what? He goes, "Crank Anchors just came back. It just came on the Hollywood Reporter." I'm like, "It did? I didn't even know." Yeah. So it was announced before I even found out, and then they're like, "Of course we want you back." So, uh, so you have you have two of the most uh, popular characters. You have Bobby Fletcher, and you have Special Ed. Yeah, yeah. So where are uh, they going to come back? I yeah, assume. Yeah. I mean, the shows. It's on Wednesday nights, ten thirty on Comedy Central. So they can get away with murder. They aired two episodes so far. We're right. doing twenty episodes. We're still recording. We're still doing a season. So I'm still doing calls. So they've already me. aired. Yeah, with two shows already aired. So it's okay. already back on the air. All right. So I got I got to check those out because they, it, there's been such a uh, everyone has been kind of like looking around, going, "Oh, is, are these the originals or what's the story?" Because it just seemed like it was weird. But uh, it, obviously, it was it was very popular. And uh, and so is everyone back? You have um, I'm looking at the cast of people. You have <laughs> Kimmel himself, Sarah Silverman, Tracy Morgan, all the people. Have, a lot of people who appeared on the original. Hmm. It's about 50 names here of some some uh, comedy luminaries that are participating. All the originals are back. Everyone Everybody. that did this. Because it's easy. You yeah. just go and record a studio and you make prank phone calls. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> All right. Now, being aware of the legalities of recording people without their knowledge, where do you guys do the calls from? Do you have to go some to a state where that's allowed? Or Yeah. Well, we did I did, We did them. I'm doing them in New York in a couple of weeks. We also did them in California. I guess they can try to... Uh, 
I don't know, do the, there's a couple states there's a one-party consent. <laughs> yeah. As long as one party knows they're being recorded. Okay. Yeah. So I think they farmed a call out to, like, Phoenix, maybe, or Arizona, or Vegas. <laughs> like, right. they'd start in California, but right. then someone from Vegas calls, so it's it's legal. Because we used to do we used to do blind calls where we'd call people and put them on the radio without knowing they were on, and, like, their, the hammer came down on that. It was yeah. like, you cannot do that, or you will get sued off your... You know, they'll we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do have to get permission afterwards if we get a good call. Oh, yeah. We call back it? and make sure that, sure. you know, they're going to be on the air. So, so for, for how many, uh, on the original go around, and you're doing it now, how many times, what's the percentage of people who say, no, I'm not letting you put this on? They, 10%. 10%? That's you, pretty what, good. Usually what happens is what back in the day, they would. They would go, no, absolutely not, because they're really mad. They just got punked, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we're bothering them at their business. It's really, you know, we're just annoying. We're annoying them wherever they are. So then they go, all right, we'll call you back in a couple of days. And what they would do, they would tell one of their friends, you know, the show Crank Anchors <laughs> called, like, oh, that's my favorite show. Oh, my God. And then three days later, they call back, all right, I want the puppet to look like this. <laughs> right. Uh, and Comedy Central would just give a T-shirt, and they were happy with it. Did you ever have any that were just a home run, and they said no, and it never got to go? I don't think any okay. of mine, though. You know, I just... I don't think that ever happened. What's... I'm sure there's a couple that probably did, and like you can't get permission on them. Right, but uh, no, none of them ever happened with mine. You you play it like a Stradivarius when you when you. I mean the the way <laughs> the way you manipulate people in uh, 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 you know on the phone. Um, any any techniques? Because you obviously you're known also for. Um, uh, the, uh, the the uh, the the, the, the telemarketers, telemarketers. Stuff. that stuff is great. Um, wh- what what is the main key to stringing someone along during a prank call? I just said, look, I'm just trying to get the information. <laughs> I, you know, no matter what I'm doing, I'm like, look, sorry, I'm just I don't know how this works. I'm just trying to get the information. Like, all right, this guy's an idiot, but maybe yeah. there's something here. Yeah. That's always my go-to. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to get whatever. I'm drowning my grandfather as the woman's. You know, t- trying to sell me something because he won't shut up. I go, Miss, I'm just trying to get the information. I- he's making too much noise. And your voice. I really want your product. <laughs> just tonally, your voice sounds like it sounds like a regular guy. You yeah, know, it sounds like. I mean, you have a, you have a good a good uh, mellifluous tone to your voice, but you sound like an everyman, and I think that that plays well for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you know, the, the key with the prank calls, you got to get the other person engaged in the call. If they get mad, if there's tension in the call, that makes a great call. Right, right, right. When they get aggravated, so you you know, you can have. Great Great lines and a great idea, but if they're not responding, it's not good. Right. So I always try to get under their skin. I always know I'm going to go in for the kill. Right, I can feel the tension. <laughs> Look, it's just like a relationship. You know, when you're fighting with your significant other, you know when the te- you know there's tension. Yeah. I love that. So how- I need to create that on a call. So how much is jotted down and how much is in the moment? There's, you know, we have a general idea. We yeah. might have some lines, but then we have some writers, a couple of writers in the room listening on the call, and they'll write on a chalkboard, yeah. you know, like a good line of going this direction. So yeah, yeah. we have a lot of people working on it. That's great. Too. It's great. So what I, I like about it is, obviously, you guys are playing character in, in these phone calls. Now, I have done a couple of uh, prank phone calls on my own, and w- I think the genius of it was you turn the person you're calling into a character. So uh, what I mean by this is I called my boss. <laughs> And I t- and I was like, hey, when the second he picked up, I was like, hey, Santa Claus, how you doing? This is Casey. I'm here with my kids. And then he went into Santa, and then he was the character the entire time. <laughs> he was it, a participant in the call. It was hilarious. Yep. So and so, you could actually do that in your show, like, uh, but you would have to call somebody that you know. So then, you know, like, let's say you call Sarah Silverman, and you're like, hey, Santa Claus, <laughs> it's Jim. I'm here with my kid. Uh, you know, blah blah blah, and then she all all of a sudden turns into Santa Claus. It was, it's it's I think hilarious. It, well, it's it's more problematic though. You, the, you you know you you 
again, it's, we, we talked about this with the uh, the Impractical Jokers. I mean, when, you know, how do you maintain – again, so with Crank Anchors now, as the show becomes more popular and people become more aware of it, um, people are just – I think now it, it must be harder to get some – what is this? Is this a show? Is this, is this a radio show? Is this a TV show? What is this? Yeah, I mean, back in the day when Special Ed, by season four, yeah. everybody knew him everywhere. So when I would call, like, it's, this is Crank Anchors. Am I going to be on the show? Like, in the middle of the call, like, all right, hang up on that guy. So we try to call, like, the Deep South, you know, way down in Georgia or Tennessee or Alabama. Like, I, there's no way these Where people they know watch it, show. Yeah. Are you, any, new, any new characters? Or you no, sticking, same thing. Same, okay. Yeah, they right. pretty much brought back the same characters. The, Got a lot of celebrities on the show too. It's a it's a ton of them. I mean, just everybody who was part of the original. Have uh, have sensitivities changed your comedy at all with somebody like Special Ed? You know, has, no. Okay. No. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. You know what I mean? It I'm, is what I'm it too is. far into the game. You know what I mean? It's like it's like Slayer. To, you know, putting out a rap album or changing their sounds. It's like no, I'm. I'm like Motorhead, ACDC, or Slayer. It's just, I, it's, I'm, it is what it's it is. It's the same. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. never changing. By the way, I mentioned that uh, the gym's going to be performing at the San Antero Arena in Reading on October 18th. You're on a tour. It's the Creeps. I love the name Creeps with Kids. <laughs> so it's Jim, it's Rich Voss, uh, Ron Bennington, and Robert Kelly. Uh, and are you guys hitting a, a bunch of different spots? Or? Oh, yeah. We're hitting, yeah. Uh, we're going to Harrisburg. Uh, Pittsburgh. That's a hell of a show. Uh, Stroudsburg, PA. All the Bergs. Yeah, all the Bergs. <laughs> yeah, Berg, Berg. Boston, Chicago. We're doing like uh, 16 cities in, hey. in about three months. We might do a second leg in 2020. You have your special up on Amazon Prime too, right? Yeah, my special. Uh, I got the house on Amazon Prime. Where was that, where was that uh, recorded? I recorded that in New York City in a studio, in a little studio in front of 35 people. Because I was looking at it, I'm like, I'm trying to get a beat on where the hell it is. And, and, and yeah, we did it in a studio with a green screen, and we just put a that, background I in the it, back. Because I was seeing kind of you like there was look like a chroma key outline around you. In some is yeah, all right. So, but it, it plays really well. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. just it was very like, intimate. It was almost like a one man show. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't need to do it in a big theater. Cool. So, but this Creeps of Kids tour is going to be great. It's we're all four, all friends. We all got kids. We talk about them on stage. That's not going to be the whole show, but um, it's going to be great just touring with a bunch of uh, friends. We did the Keswick Theater about nine months ago. Right. We did a trial run. Yeah. We sold the place out, and then we get a whole tour booked from that from that day. Nice. So who's who's the most uh, – so of this collective of, of Kelly and Boss and, and, and these guys – who is who is the, the biggest lunatic when you're you're touring with them, and who is the most conventional? Go back to the hotel room, you know, read from the Bible. Who's Ron Bennington's the most calm. And, but the calmest, yeah, 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 yeah. Voss is the craziest. The Ron's from Ron. And yeah, Tess. Ron's. Yeah. Uh, Rich Voss has got these weird things that he can't. You know, <laughs> he needs fresh milk because he thinks somebody put LSD in the milk. <laughs> oh God, he's a head. And then, yeah, and the ketchup. It's got to be a packet. It can't be from the thing because he thinks somebody put something in the ketchup. And oh my wow. drug. Wow. I'm like this isn't 1970. Nobody. <laughs> this isn't the Tylenol case where they spike the Tylenol. That is hilarious. <laughs> He doesn't let the guy like if you go to Starbucks, no one can touch the lid. Really? Put the oh, lid on. He's like, God. don't put, don't touch that lid. Where you, I don't know where your hands have been. I'm like, Here's you need a guy help. who is as <laughs> freely admitted to doing everything under the sun, yeah. and he's worried about a lid at Starbucks. Because like when he was single, he just picked up strange girl, strange girls all the time. Like, you don't know where that girl's been. He goes, I don't care about that. I go, yeah. but you wonder about the ketchup bottle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lid at Starbucks. <laughs> That's cool. That's, that's cool. You, so, how long did you do in in college? You you were um, you were on the radio station. You were DJing right yeah. for a while. How and this is in Jersey. Yeah, I was in Jersey. Yeah. yeah. 
How, how long did you do that for? I did it for like two and a half years, and yeah. then I realized I couldn't say what I wanted to say. I thought you could. <laughs> I used to, at nighttime, this little station, it was only 100 watts in, in central New Jersey. They, right. You could play whatever music you want. So I had a heavy metal show like two times a week for a four-hour show. I'm like, this is awesome. I can play my own music. Yeah. And then they go, watch you as the morning guy. I'm like, all right, cool. So I was getting $100 a week. <laughs> to be the morning guy from six to nine. There you go on this little station. Monday then, through Friday. Monday through Friday, a hundred dollars a week. Oh my god! And it was uh, it like was twenty dollars a day. Yeah, I know it was ridiculous. Oh. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the morning guy in a local yeah, station. Yeah. I was only like twenty two years old. Sure. Yeah. And but then I realized I had to play like Phil Collins and all that and Farner. And I'm like, I don't want to play this. I want to. I was just playing Motorhead nine hours before. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then I would try to talk like a, a you know thirty seconds in between. Like you can't. You got to give the time, the weather, and do the sponsor. And no jokes. People yeah. don't want to hear jokes in the morning. I, <laughs> no, no. It's a quick one line. No, no, no. And I'm like, this. I'm the, this isn't for me. <laughs> this is for yep. you. I remember I put like an Aussie ballad on. I put like Goodbye to Romance on. The, and the program director, you can't do that. I go, what's well, a slow song? You cannot play Ozzy Osbourne in the morning. And then I'm like, I'm doing stand up. I, I, I don't want to listen to anybody. <laughs> well, the, the history has worked out for you. Uh, so, and uh, you, and, you and Don, obviously, uh, uh, we talk about that, that metal show. If Crank Anchors is coming back, Don Jameson, you know, what's. Anything, any it's hint the, of anything? It's the same company, Viacom. You so know, why not? What right? Viacom's doing is they're bringing back a lot of old shows that, you know, Jersey Shore, I remember, came back. Yeah, and stuff yeah. stuff that worked back in the right. day. Total go, you know what? Live. Yeah. We're trying to do, yeah, all these new shows, none of it's sticking, so let's bring back some old stuff. So you never know. It's the same company. I mean, we haven't heard anything, but if you do it, yeah, is there any? You guys should be. You you guys should be able to produce it and have a piece of it because I don't think that was the case the first go around. They'll right? never let you. They would never They'll let never you. Do let, it. They ah, don't want good. no one. No one gets a piece of a TV show. <laughs> no, that's the problem. Louis C.K. was the only one who did that when he did his Louis show on FX. Yeah, he basically told him, "No, I want to be the writer. I want to be the director, and you, you can't give me any notes. And I'm I'm going to cast it." They go, "No," he goes, "Okay, then I don't, I don't have to do it." Right, and they gave in. They gave him everything. Yeah. Wow, he was the only one to do that. But yeah, they they never give you. You know, I don't even know. I mean, Seinfeld eventually probably got it, but in the beginning, I'm sure he didn't have all the rights to his stuff. So, with the, with the tour here, you have the you're, you're talking about the uh, you know being parents, and and uh, uh, so your your son's very cool, right? He's he, you, yeah. you, you built him in your own image, basically. How old is he now? He's nine. He just okay. saw Slipknot. He was going crazy. <laughs> oh just God. just for the third time. Yeah, they loved it. We were it... both headbanging to the same. Like he knew most of the set list, which was great. And wow. you know, he loves the costumes and the fire and all that stuff. So uh, let me ask you something: Is there going to come a moment like there, there, there's that moment when you realize you can throw harder than your dad, or you could probably take him in a fight? <laughs> is there going to come a moment where he outrocks? you and you and you openly weep <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean it's good my brother uh has got a son he's about 19 my brother has to stand in the back of the shows and my and his son's in the mosh pit <laughs> so i know that's coming where i'm like that i'm too old i can't yeah. get in that mosh pit yeah. i already got a bad shoulder you know uh-huh. <laughs> my health insurance isn't that great since that metal show got canceled so <laughs> that's why i stopped going in the mosh pit like i'd go in i was a kid i was like this is great but yeah. then i realized i had no health insurance <laughs> yeah. as a comic i didn't have it till i was like 40 i'm like i can't oh. I can't afford to break an elbow right. or get a tooth knocked out. I can't pay for that, so did you, I'd stay did you, out of there. Did you ever take some some uh, significant hits in the mosh pit? Oh, yeah. What yeah. was the worst worst damage you ever took? A black eye. A black, black eye. eye. Yeah. But you had to. It was a good way to let aggression out, you know? What is the most aggressive mosh pit you've been in? What band? Ooh. Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the really? Machine. Oh, yeah. oh, it was insane. Yeah? Yeah. 
People like, don't realize. You I think, couldn't even stop. Like, I saw him at the Meadowlands in an arena, and the, the show started. I went to go get beers. I had two beers. The show started. They opened with, like, uh, bomb track or something like that. The place went berserk. I, I didn't even, my feet didn't hit the ground till like, the second song. I thought I was going to die. The place was going nuts. I was on the floor. Around I just moved around. I yeah. couldn't stop it. Right. And I spilled the beers, too, which I was pissed. Yeah, yeah. the trick would be to hold the beers intact. That'd be, that, that was almost like, miraculous. I was fighting for my life yeah, at that yeah. point. I think that'd actually make you a saint if you were able to pull that off. I got into a I got into a couple of mosh pits, and this was uh, at festival shows. So they're outside at sheds, you know, and they would happen out on the lawn, not right down front. And you'd see this dust cloud kicking up all over the place. Like, dude, there's a mosh pit forming over. Go get in the middle of it. I remember the first time I did it. The next day, I blew my nose, and all this black stuff <laughs> came out of my nose. I'm like. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I got tumors in my nose. It was all the dirt and crap, yeah. all the dust and stuff that was kicked up from all over the place. <laughs> God, there was some crazy. But I, I've never, I never, I never got any injuries. I never got knocked down to the ground. I never got punched or kicked or elbowed or anything like that. So I guess I walked out lucky. There's this one, there's always that one steroid guy. He takes his oh. shirt off. You know what I mean? He's huge, yep. yeah. and he just and he, he just looks at. It. He goes, "I'm knocking this guy down. I'm knocking this." <laughs> he could finally have contact with people. Like he's been working out for yeah. four hours sure. a day, yeah. taking yeah. roids just for that moment. And then it's off to the Aryan Congress meeting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. You, you do see that. I. I. You know. I, I've never jumped in. I've, I've. I've been near them. It always looks like wow. That's. I, I don't know how you can do it and, and suppress the anger of being rocketed off other people. You know. I know that's not the whole spirit of the thing. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm not into being shoved. Well, there's an etiquette that, you know, if someone falls, you go pick them right back yeah, yeah. up. You know what I mean? It's supposedly friendly. But you could tell yeah. there's a lot of rage. <laughs> there's a lot of guys now who need to get yeah. a lot of right, rage out. Right, right, yeah. The move that I love the most in a mosh pit is when a guy goes out into the center of the pit and there's not many people around him. And he does like a, like an angry lawnmower start. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. What is that? <laughs> well, I don't know. And I don't know who would be stupid enough to walk into said, uh, you know, throwing punches. But, you know, that dude basically has his eyes closed and he just starts you know, throwing. <laughs> Fist. Well, at that point, you're like, I'm by myself. I got to do something. Yeah, 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 I, gotta, yeah, I guess yeah. I'll move. This is the only thing I know how to do. What about Dosey Do? Be more entertaining. Square dance. Yeah. Uh, you played Atlantic City last night. Yeah, I was at the Hard Rock. Yeah, and that was week. just a solo Jim Florentine show. Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you keep track all of you? Know, you got nine different things that you do touring wise. Yeah, it's easy. it's weird though. The Atlantic City crowds because you get half of your crowd and half old people. Yeah. Okay. So how and do you that play comes that to the show? And yep. it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so it's like. You get groans, half groans, and half the other people laughing. Like, God, my fans will come up after the show like, man, that crowd was weird. I go, I know, but I was playing to you guys, I'm not the old people. I'm convinced that some people in Atlantic City just accidentally end up at a show. <laughs> they oh, totally you, do. You, you see it all the, the time. They get shuffled into a show <laughs> Oh yeah. or another. I yelled at her at one point because they were grown, and I think it was like Tuesday night I was there, and it was mostly just old people. Yeah. And I just said, listen, I go... Either you stay here and watch this; these are just jokes, or you go back out and lose more of your money. I go right now. I'm 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 holding you back from losing more money. Right. You realize that this show, if you hang here, you're going to lose less money. And they started laughing, and it came around. Nice. But yeah, it's really weird because you know the high rollers they get free tickets and like, all right, well, I guess we'll go to the comedy show and kill some time. Yeah. And they sit in the front like, what is this? It's, <laughs> it's weird though. Some places, especially, it happens more in Vegas where you go in. And it's so open, like, they don't even have anything to sort of delineate that it's the theater or the comedy. Like, it's just happening right there. And people walk by, is this a show, you know, and people performing. It's just, you got to put some presentation on it, you know, so that people know this is a separate show. But a lot of times, you'll see these acts and your heart goes out to them. And then not even comedy acts, just musicians and stuff and 
Did you yeah. dying? Well, you figure seventy percent of the people have no idea who you are. Right, that right, come yeah. into the comedy show, so it's a t- and they're older, so they're not going to get any music references. <laughs> I mentioned that metal show, like one person claps. It's, it's a twenty-two-year-old security guard in the back, you know. So nobody knows anything. If I make a music reference, they right. have no clue. I do all "Here I Go Again" by White Snake joke. They just stare at me like I don't know what that is. <laughs> You know what, I, I'm one of those, though, but I, I won't go to a comedian unless I know their material. Not saying that I know their act. I just, I'm aware of them and I know what kind of humor they are. But I guess it's it's kind of good for you to, to get people who have no idea who are, who you are because you might win them over. You know? No, they absolutely. And fan. you know if your material really works. Right. Usually the rule of thumb is you're like you'll, you'll do this material in New York City. And if it gets like a six on a scale of one to ten... As a laugh, it'll get at least an eight on the road in front of your fans. Okay. So that's when you know it works. So you you want to perform in front of people that don't know you. That's why I do a lot of shows in New York. In the city, it's just people coming. It's, uh, some people in the crowd might right. know you, but uh, I want to perform in front of those people. Because when, when you, you don't know if it's funny, if it's just your fans all the time. They're going to laugh just because it's you. Right. It's such a weird thing. When do you determine at, you know, you, so you, you work on this material, you build it up. At what point do you determine, you know, this is, I think I'm at, I'm at special time. I'm, I'm at, you know, recording it. And... When you get bored with it. When you get bored with it? Yeah, when you get bored, when you realize, ah, it's, I'm just not, I'm just, you know, mailing it in. Right, like, right. Like, i got to record this because I'm bored with this material so I can come up with some new stuff. I'm almost at that point. <laughs> <You're> almost... <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I just did like 11 shows in a row, 11 days. And I'm like, yeah, boy, yeah. I got to record this. I got to get it up. I mean, it's such, it seems such a counterintuitive uh, thing because you're you're making people laugh. You're relaying material. But I, I guess I, I it would be, um, you know, the same for a band that has to play a song that they've played so many times. Mm-hmm. How do you get it back up again for that, you know, that it's, performance? It's, you know, I, I'm sure like a band, if they have a new song they put out and it's going over with the crowd, yeah. they can't wait to play that song every night. That's going to be their favorite night, right. you know, mark of the show. So same with me as a comic. Like if a new material is going over, I can't wait to do that new material. Right. And the old stuff, I'm like, all right, let me go do an old one. But the bands, I don't know. It's it's a whole different thing. They, you know, I wish I could have wrote a bit 25 years ago and people want to hear it every night and go crazy. And I know it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be nice for us. Yeah, like get her done. We're going. Yeah, we're going up there blindly. I don't know what's going to work. I don't know if it's going to. You know, even my fans are going to like it or not. So, but it's that's cool. A, that's what's great t- about doing stand up because every show is different. You don't know. You know what I mean. You don't know what bits are going to work, and you figure it out on stage. You're almost like a quarterback up there, mm-hmm. especially with that old crowd. I'm thinking, all right, they're probably not going to like me too dirty right off the bat so let me just do some nice material and then win them over and then i'll st- but then when it's my crowd i just go right at them right off the bat it's such so a you're, tough you're change of plays at the line basically right? okay i went and saw uh kings of leon a year and a half ago mm-hmm. and i really liked the band a lot but they did nine songs from the new record and it was just like it, it was an odd um show because of that you know to, to hear nine new songs uh, from a band that has a pretty deep and rich catalog and they were just like all right these were songs that people didn't know they were really unfamiliar with they're just right off the new record so you know, as a comedian, you have to come up with stuff that your audience is going to love, and it, I don't know. It's got to be tough for you. It's it'd be a weird feeling to be, to do my stand up and people are not reacting to it because it's new. You know, like a band, a band knows Kings of Leon. No, uh, all you got to do is play one hit right here. We we'll get that crowd right. back in two seconds. Right, but for them to be playing this stuff and no one's reacting, Iron Maiden does that a lot. They'll come around, they'll play like nine new songs, and they're all like fourteen minutes long. <laughs> on the first time they yeah. come around, the crowd's just like, "What is going on here? I want to hear the Trooper." Right, you know. So uh, I, it takes it takes balls for a band to do that when they in front of their fans, knowing they're getting no response when they know they can kill. With a, a hit, it, it's it's a weird way to co- you know. The, 
I'll never forget the interview with Rob Zombie. And Rob Zombie, you know, person says, you're going to be playing some some new stuff. And he goes, no, hell no. No one wants to hear that. Yeah, he got it completely. They, yeah. They're not coming to see me in concert to, to have me test stuff on them. Right. And uh, and it's a, it's a good way to approach it. Well, listen, we got to wrap up, but I want to remind people that uh, Jim is going to be along with uh, Robert Kelly, Ron Bennington, Rich Voss for the Creeps with Kids Comedy Tour, October 18th, <laughs> San Antero Arena That's great. in Reading. And then you're going to be back around in the area, I believe, on November 8th uh, in Easton at the State Theater. Uh, so we'll remind people of that show. Uh, That's great. Down yeah. the road a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, man, Crank Acres. And when is that? Uh... Every Wednesday, 1030 Comedy Central. Okay. Already Excellent. two have aired, right? Yeah, two of them. All right, so nice, far, nice. Yes. All right. Well, good to see you, Jim. Thanks, man. Thanks for being me. here, Jim Florentine. We are going to take a break. Come back in a moment, and uh, we continue our hearty cam with uh, Cassie and Allie. Cassie's birthday. Yay! By the way. Uh, we got more guests coming up. Stay with us. We'll return in a moment. WMMR has your fall fix. With our special orange and black right. keys weekend, the big joint will be rocking with the Flyers home opener this Wednesday. Followed by the Black Keys in concert Monday, October 14th. Listen all weekend to win free tickets to one of these MMR events. Tickets for both nights at Wells Fargo Center Philly.com and Orange and Black Keys weekend from 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is going to be performing at Punchline tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 and 9.45, both nights. He visits us every time when he's in town, and we love that fact. Please welcome Josh Wolf. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Good to, to see you. Our show. Good to see you, man. What's going on? Uh, just, this is a new addition. The ladies? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. an occasional here. Yeah. Now and then. <laughs> yeah. We we always, yeah. I don't think we've had a hottie cam while you've been in the studio before, so... We no. do it from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, I'm trying to look at you two. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best. We can I'm really a, trying. We'll put up a um, you know, like a shield. Can't or something you just like put up that. a mirror? That we could do. Yeah. That. Couldn't you just give me like a, a rear, rear view mirror, so yeah. I could just check, <laughs> see if the objects are closer than they appear. We used to have a divider. Every now and then we'd have to put it up because yeah. we would have like a studio audience where we just wanted to be kind of sensitive to their needs and the girls' needs, and so every now and then we would have a divider between the audience oh. and the audience. No, what do you mean? What do you mean? the audience's needs so we, we <laughs> yeah today is a, a light friday we just have a couple of people we will have lots of people one of the most surreal moments is we had um dancers from a local club here and their everything and uh ken burns the documentarian no. was, it was yeah. and it was interesting so he's it, talking it, to you about the civil war <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, and he will never ever this forget us. This is hilarious. You got your yeah. mirror now. Yeah. He has a mirror. Josh has a mirror. Oh, that's excellent. that's so funny. <laughs> there it is. You want to look now, Josh? I mean, I feel this. Nothing. I've never felt like more of a creep in my life than this. Holding up a mirror. Oh. <laughs> no. You know what you do? This dude has bodies buried in this yard. <laughs> Just be like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? The next step is mirrors on your shoes. That's yeah. the, uh, that's right. Is that the classic? You know what the thing is? Who did they just, I just saw it in the news. They busted some dude right out on, on the street with the phone. You know, taking the phone uh, yeah. and doing upskirts with the phone. And, the, I mean, the guy is just, and they had footage of him doing it. It was just so outlandishly obvious. You know, to me, and I had a friend of mine who thought this was good, and and to me, still the creepiest thing of all time. <laughs> okay. He would get up nice and close. 
and just do this. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, man, no, 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 no. First of all, you're going to get arrested. That's got to be against the law. You can't do that right up on someone's back. Mm. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. It, by the way, as soon as I did that, all of you moved away. From yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, it is. That's one of the creepier. Yeah, like when you can so do that simple, but here. so creepy. Yeah. yeah, it was like the guy. Yeah, it was like the what guy the in guy Nashville. He what? came. I didn't even know he was behind me, and he came up behind me. I kind of felt like, is there somebody there? Whatever. It was a crowded bar, and he just went, "I want you, girl." No. Oh. He even said, "Girl." Yeah. <laughs> oh. By the way, it sounds like an in sync. Lie. <laughs> I want you, girl. I want you, girl. You know. What? I mean, I would have appreciated. Did he give a dance step yes, or something? If he did, I would yeah. appreciate it more. <laughs> Instead, I screamed in his yeah. face and ran away. You know what we should do? We should write because I know you're a musician. We should write a parody boy band song called "I Want You, I girl. Want you girl. girl." Yeah, oh, there's got to be. There's idea. got to be already. Right? I mean, I'm watching, I'm going to work on that because you know, last time I was here, I brought my guitar. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to work on a parody. I want you, girl, All over right. the weekend. I'm going to send you and see if I can come yeah. up. with We have a guitar good. right behind you. Yeah, I'm not so good right. uh, with improving, and I All want right. you, girl, song. No. You got to compose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give him a minute. Yeah. yeah. Give me a second. You're like a Beethoven. Now, what what is there a line that somebody could whisper in your ear unseen that is even? Do you know what I mean? Like, I you can't walk one, up one to a stranger. Yeah. No. You can't walk up to a stranger in a bar. And, yeah, you, I mean, that's not my finger. Like, what are yeah. you going to say to somebody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say to someone <sighs> screeping up from behind like yeah. that? Josh, I, I had asked, and I had asked Kathy, we had a conversation about it, and, and Marissa as well. Has there ever been a line that had any level of effectiveness? I like that. Yeah. I think if it made me laugh, like, it was, if it was over-the-top terrible, yeah. and it made me laugh, and he was um, doing it to make me laugh, then maybe that would this, work more than a stupid line. Steve, I've got a line you actually used. I think it was in high school, and this would probably work. You come up behind them and whisper, your Singapore contact is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that might laugh. work. I yeah. did. I did That's use fine. that line. Yep. I used it on a math teacher. Yeah. yeah the she had te- sex with you? Congratulations. No. It, it, it wow. was a guy who looked like Brian Dennehy. Uh, <laughs> oh, and so, he had sex with you. So here's, awesome. here's what he says. He goes, you know, at the end of the school year, he goes, come up and, and tell me the, the grade you think you deserve. It's kind of like a psychological thing. <laughs> yeah. Because he felt the class had been underperforming. Uh-huh. And, and so I, 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 no, he handed a paper with, write, write it down. And so I wrote down, I knew I was I was horrible at math and I was sucking big time. So I wrote down on the piece of paper, act natural. Your Singapore contact is dead. And, and, and he opens up the paper and starts laughing. Did you get an A? He gave, he gave me a passing. You know, like a six yeah. Did you guys know anyone in high school? Because I did. Did you know anybody in high school who had sex with a teacher? Yes. yes. Um, no. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I knew. Some, I'm not going to mention his name or her name because who knows? <laughs> Wait, which one was the teacher? The man or the woman? The woman was the teacher. Okay. And so my buddy and I got an A in this class because <laughs> I used to drive him to her house. Wow. And she Get would out. feed me. I would watch TV. They would do whatever the hell. Get out, dude! You were that deep into it. Oh my god. Because he was like, I need a ride, and I and I was like, Where you need to go? He was like, I'm going to tell you, but you can't tell anybody. And the whole way over to the house, I was like, This is awesome. <laughs> This is the best thing of my life. Was she hot? Oh, she was a smoke show. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. No, (laughs) uh, she was so good looking. And he used, he'd have sex with her. And I I remember the first day we were driving home. 
from the front. I'm driving back. Right. And I get in the car. And we're, you know, I'm, we're like 17 or 16. We're, we're driving for like five minutes and he hasn't said a word. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there. Waiting. I've got a boner just thinking about him having sex. Well, you know what I mean? At yeah, that yeah. age, I'm like, I'm, yes. I'm hard just here. <laughs> Walked in hard, walking out hard. You know what I mean? Did they ever get caught? No. And here's what I found out. I found out that she had sex with a different, like, she'd grab you when you were a sophomore, and she'd have sex with you until you were a senior, Whoa. and then when that person graduated, she... Moved on to the next? Because I asked my... I, I was talking to my old brother, right? he goes, he said, Mrs. So-and-so, Miss So-and-so, and I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah. I had somebody in my class, too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Have but you, we weren't snitches. Have you ever gone <laughs> uh, searching, like, on Facebook, see what she looks like now, or she's married and kids, the whole thing? Well, she had a up? kid... At the time? At the time. <gasps> By one of the... Oh, no, okay. No, no, no she, she was divorced. Right. I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, she was divorced, but she wow. was young, man. You know, when you're in high school, she was like, uh, you're like, this is a mature woman. Yeah. yeah. But she, maybe she was like 28. Okay. Yeah, something you like you she know was... what, though? What's, what's happened? And we talked about this recently over the past couple of years. And you'd hear stories, you know, I remember growing up and you'd hear stories and, and the, the teacher would always look like like a, a, a an ATB had run over her face. Yeah. And, and, and then now you, over the past couple of years, it's like, wow, when did this happen? We have this, like I'll show a picture to Preston. This is the, the, the latest teacher that's accused of sleeping with a student. <laughs> and they look like they're, they're good looking. Listen yeah. to me. You want to increase uh, uh, attendance at school? <laughs> Just let people know, hey, one of these teachers is going to have sex with one of you. Yeah. 100% attendance from every teenage boy. It'd be like a lottery. One of you wins the lottery at the end of the year, but you got to go to every class. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. I'm in. Well, let yep. me ask you about your friend. Yeah. It was your, is your friend like a super, like, studly dude or? Uh... No, and I, but I will tell you something right now. After that, okay, so when we went over there that first time. Yeah. The next day when he was in school, he had a different he had a different stride to his walk, man. It was like he was walking with the Bee Gees singing behind him. He was just walking, you know what I mean? He was in his own movie soundtrack walking down the hall. So did you try to work your way into that action at all? How could you not? Uh, well, because here's or, the deal. It was, she was spoken for. She, I didn't, first of all, I was getting free food once a week. That was delicious. <laughs> No, I was getting straight A in a class that I was not good at. You know that, and I was pretty. I was not. Listen, I was a virgin at the time, so I was like, "There's no way I'm getting an A after she has sex with me." So I'm sticking with the A. Got some food. It's just the boner walking in and walking out. I'm good. Most short films that I'm uh, that I've seen, the friend is invited along as well to be a part of that. I like how you call them short films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Usually twelve to fourteen minutes long. Yeah, they're really. They don't. It's only a minute long for me. I know what I like, films, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm good to myself. I'm so proud of you for being in it for the food. I can't yeah, I was so for the food. God. But here's the thing. If I had more confidence in myself sexually, I'd have been maybe like, hey, you, may, you know. Okay. But I, but I knew. I want you, girl. I got you. This is I Want You, Girl by oh my BWB. God. There's, it already exists. Uh, but listen, I, this I, is exactly what I pictured it was going to sound like. What are these guys wearing? In your head right now, what are these guys wearing? Oh, uh, unbuttoned shirts, probably. Flowy? Is it flowy? Because it yeah, sounds yeah. flowy. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the guy. What guy? In Nashville. Oh, really? 
What just happened to this song? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a mouth trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> All right, listen. I want to. I want to jump in on what you were going to say, but I, I know what you mean. At that time, feeling so uh, un um, uh, unexperienced and I- inadequate. At that time, I remember passing on a couple of occasions simply because I was afraid yeah. that I was going to fail big time in my attempt. You know, and what I mean? that people were going to find out about it. Yeah, you know, what I, you know, that what I mean? was the kiss of death. That was it. That, yeah, that was yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What you know? It took me a long time to grow pubes, so I had to wait until they they came in. There was a girl that I knew liked me, and I didn't go with her because I only date boys with pubes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew she was going to go down my pants. <laughs> but wait, when you don't have pubes, are you interested in hooking up with girls? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it took are me. A, yeah. It took me a long yep, time yep, to yep, grow yep. them. So, like, I had uh, it, wait, wait, wait. Like, so you already had a beard, but you had no pubes. Like, you're no. making it sound like it took me a long time to grow. Them. Like, what? What do you mean? I he, was like, in he was school. one of those. Did you already look like John Crook before? Already? You? No, okay. Catholic schools. So my hair was you, short. Okay, but uh, yes. Yeah, so I was. I was concerned. I, I was like, dude, she's going to go down my pants. She's going to feel that I, don't, that I don't have any pubes, and yeah. it's going to be embarrassing. So I stayed away. What? You didn't Google Merkin? (laughs) (laughs) The the classic Merkin. Come I would on. love to see. I bet you they have they have styles. You know they have the Catholic school Merkin. You know that that's like a separate style Merkin yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're actually who 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 copped to having to wear a uh, was it Olivia Wilde having to? Oh, wear... Oh, she wore it in in that yeah. uh, HBO show. HBO show had to wear a Merkin because she was it was hardwood and they they were it, the show takes place in the seventies. Yeah, and she had to. Could you imagine this teenage girl's hands coming out of Casey's <laughs> pants and a wig is in her hand? <laughs> what more is embarrassing. this? Oh, that would be your, your the most dies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I I, I was really oh. nervous in general. Like I like I never knew how to undo my entire high school career. Let's call it. Yeah. I, I left without knowing how to undo a bra. Okay. And, and this is listen. It's going to be hard to, sh- to yes. describe this on radio. But when I in high school, when I wanted to see boobs, I had to do this move. Oh. You know, when you put the bra on yeah. top of the boobs? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it kind of smushes it's them down. Yeah. yeah. But that was all I could do. Like, wow. I just had to move the bra up. Girls love that. No, yeah, yeah that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Cut off circulation. <laughs> Why are your boobs so cold? <laughs> There's no blood. There's been no blood in my breast. Yeah. Why are they so droopy? You're smushing them! Right now! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it, was, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great move. I remember that was the big thing about whether, whether you know, to uh, to one hand or or you know the and you know going back to the classic with the happy days episode with fonzie with the uh yeah bang boom the, i got the, pretty good at it the front class but i was like bang. boom yeah. that was another thing i didn't know they had those mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and one of the most embarrassing sexual thing for me in high school and this took me two girlfriends to find out that uh okay i don't oh, know how no. do i do this for radio okay so your finger yeah. yes when you're doing that, yeah, I didn't know you were supposed to move it. I just left it in like a thermometer. <laughs> Dude, I thought it just stayed in there like a thermometer. So I just left it in there, just like I was taking her temperature or something. Yeah, two. The first one didn't last too long. Let me tell you. They must have thought you were taking a temperature. Yeah, like I was like, oh, 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 oh you feel about the right temperature, so I guess I can leave now. Did you Did you take your finger out and shake it like a thermometer? <laughs> yeah, you're done. 
No. Yeah. We're all learning at wow. that point. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. It wasn't great. I mean, Gosh. it's called finger blasting, you would assume. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, man. God. Let me tell you. The, okay. Yeah. I, I'll tell you. This yeah. is great. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're all learning at that uh, yeah. uh, stage in our lives, and my friend was with a girl who thought that um, she heard the word whack, so yeah. she assumed that it was oh. slap it. And oh. She slapped it until he... I, I remember the first girl who gave me a, a handy, yeah. and I was like, hey, you're not starting a lawnmower, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? You know that's attached, right? Yeah. I can only get one of these. <laughs> So if you take it easy, like I'm trying to use it again, you know. Yeah. This isn't a this isn't a one and done. This isn't a burner phone, you know. I'm I, I'm trying to hold on to this, you know, for the duration. I mean, oh my god. No. Yeah, I will tell you this. My most embarrassing sexual thing ever. There's more. Oh, this oh, is yeah. my most. I don't know my most. Okay, the first time I ever went downtown. Yes. Okay. Oh, this is so bad. Hold on one second. Let me feel better. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> Okay, I went down and I when I went back up. So um, I my friend had walked me over to this girl's. Her parents were out of town, so we're wow. walking back, right? Okay, and it was late at night. We're walking back to my house, and this is when he, we still walked. I yeah, right. Yeah. So he was like, "How'd it go?" I go, "Well, let me ask you something." <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, "I went, I went downtown." He goes, "Was that your first time?" I go, "Yeah," and he was like, "Yeah." I go, "Let me ask you something." <laughs> Was it a good sign that when I came back up, she was asleep? <laughs> and he goes, "What?" And I even said this. I go, "Did did I did I knock her ass out?" Oh my! God. And he goes, "No, dude. That's yeah. what's not is not what's supposed to happen." She so was she the alcohol, but I think it was just because I was in the wrong spot. Oh, and uh, I was down there long enough where I think I was looking around some. <laughs> And I think she was just like, I'm going to take a nap. And when he's done oh doing whatever he's doing. Uh, but I think it was a combination of being just terrible and her being drunk. Which when I went back up, it was full on. This is what I heard. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I'll... I had just gone down on Darth Vader. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I really thought that I had just been so good that it... You just knocked her ass yeah, out. she just orgasmed and was like, gotta go to sleep uh, right now. I, I, the ecstasy is too much. Oh, my God. I, I, we all have those moments. The first encounter that employed a condom, oh. the girl I was with unrolled it. <laughs> Oh, before, before oh, putting as on, if yeah. you were putting on a sock. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> nobody uh, knows this, what they're doing. Is this really the way you do it? Because that's going to seem really hard to get that on. Yeah, but your teenage boy, not a deal breaker. <laughs> I, I had a girl. This is so. This is uh, another time I was attempting to lose my virginity, and we were drunk in the woods, about to have sex because that's what we did. Yeah, gr- growing up, and I brought a blanket because I'm a gentleman. Yeah, and um, we were both drinking. She was drinking those purple passions that you used sure. to get out of the cans, yeah. and they would get you drunk because the rumor was it had Everclear in it, right? Or something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. So we're in, alcohol, yeah. we're in the woods, and I, and I went to push. I went to push myself up, but I guess I hit. I when I pushed myself up, I was drunk too. I, I pushed on her stomach, and I guess I hit the button because she threw no. up directly in my oh, face. Dude. And like this sound, you know the. Like in a projectile, oh yeah. and she pooped herself at the same time. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you something right now. Gosh. You ready for this? I want to tell you something. I was a teenage boy. I told her, hey, just so you know, 
This isn't a deal breaker for me. Like, <laughs> my parents have a shower at the house. Like, we can go. And she was like, I'm going home. I go, no, of course we're going home. I'm just saying, just in case you didn't want it. Yeah. I got some clothes at the house if you want to, you know. That, I, wow. That's yeah. when you lean in and say, I want you, girl. Yeah. Shoot, <laughs> girl. I brought a second place. Yeah. Man. <laughs> No, it's it's funny how the, the hormones just will will overpower you, and you just you become. As a teenage boy, what's your deal breaker? What's your deal? There isn't a, one. I, I I was thinking about that the other day as I was thinking about the rigor mortis. Rigor mortis, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But the the deal that's so like we're driven so singularly. It, it's in yeah. well, it's it's in in you know evolution. It's it's the the whole it's the perpetuation of the species and so you find yourself <laughs> with a, in a in, unless you've in been, these precarious positions. And unless you've been fi- unless you've been filled with that amount of testosterone with that little brain power at the same time. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to explain how stupid you are. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Do you know what I mean? It's yes. really hard unless you remember the fact that oh, I was this dumb, but I was being driven by one dumb voice inside of me. It's just well, you, you're a dad, yeah. Right? So, 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 how do you impart that the wisdom of that of of knowing what we can be driven to do in pursuit of to your your kid? Well, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things. You know, I would I would always okay. So one thing I had to tell my son when he had guests over, friends over, I was like, hey, man, you can't leave your nut rag in the middle of the room like that. You got, do you know what I mean? Like, you got to, he used to leave it by his bed and he'd have friends over. I'm like, hey, man, you see, you got people over. They know what that is, too. You know what I mean? So let's at least push it under the bed. Like, you don't understand because you're just dumb. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, dumb. Yeah. I have to remind myself of that. I'm going to have to remind myself of that. And there's not much that you can really... You, these people, these these teenagers, and that's what they are. They're people. They're growing into adults. They got to just figure it out. Uh, yeah. you can you can offer guidance, but they're gonna they got to have these embarrassing moments. They got to have these fails. Yeah, they got to have these awkward things, like somebody puking and pooping on you, or whatever it may be. <laughs> it, they just got to have it happen to themselves. I really, I, I really believe that because if you think about all the, here's the one thing that I learned the most uh, being a parent, and I wish somebody had told me this when I was younger. People ask me all the time, what's the one thing that you wish you had known about being I wish I had known that kids don't listen to what you say to them. Yeah. If you think of all the big speeches your parents gave you, what was going on in your head at the time was, oh, I can't wait for them to shut up. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I blah, don't blah. understand. And 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 how old are, you, how old are your kids? Uh, I've got a 19 and a 17. Oh, and so you know when you get 12. stern with them, they stare at you like like. Blank looks on their faces. Right. So kids learn from watching you. They they're sponges from what they see as opposed to what they hear. So like, if I was going to impart one bit of wisdom, because look, I I see my son. My, <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? So he's he's twenty two now. Yeah. But when he was a kid, I would I knew he learned from watching me from things that he screamed from his car seat mm. on the freeway. Mm. <laughs> Get out of the way, a hole. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So he is watching what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, they, wa- they watch uh, no. you. They yeah. watch you. The, no. Have you seen uh, Big Mouth on Netflix, the animated show? And it, it talks about kids and sex and teenagers and, and like, these, these monsters that occupy their brains. And they, they are drawn as monsters. But, like, they, it, it's this driving force that occupies every waking moment. Yep. Yeah. It, it's really, um, it, it's 
consume all consume yeah. and then when you get to college the if the difference is guys go out and they're like i'm either having sex or i'm getting in a fight and i'm like what and in college by the way those those two are probably closer than they should be yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. True, yeah. yeah it's bananas wow man all right interesting listen we got to wrap it up but josh shall continue on this Yes. Train of thought and his shows this weekend because he's got two uh, tonight and two tomorrow, 7.30 and 9.45 at uh, Punchline. And you can go to punchlinephilly.com. And I do want to mention you also, and we got to wrap, but but uh, you have your um, uh, your podcast with uh, Freddie Prince, Freddie Jr. Prince Jr. Which yeah. is awesome. So and cool. You do that on when, uh, every... I, I, we we, we drop it every Wednesday, yeah. Every Wednesday. Okay. So And, and it's called uh, the Prince and Wolf Podcast. Yep. Uh, for people who want to uh, check that out, make sure that you do. And also, you have one called Controlled Chaos and Fairly Normal with Josh Wolf. Are those yep. still going on? Uh, fairly Normal, not much. But Controlled Chaos is a weird one-hour. Uh, it's like if uh, At Midnight met Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's kind of a variety right. show. Yeah. yeah, it's bananas. Just uh, search Josh Wolf, and you'll be able to find all of the info. Dude, it's great to see you. Well, Thanks for having me. Welcome back to Philly. Enjoy your time here. I appreciate here. it. Thank yeah. you. Josh Wolf, guys. Yay! Take a break. Leah Remini's on the program next. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty Honey. You know the time has come, so don't miss me when down. My monsters are real, and Ghost. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, we're, our guest is on the line already, so I'm going to come back to uh, traffic in a moment because we want to welcome her on. She is co-hosting. She's returning as a guest judge on Dancing with Stars. She brings a lot of energy. I love when she's on. And we have a vested interest because our very, very good close personal friend Kate Flannery in <laughs> Philadelphia, native, by the way, is yeah. on the show, and she's doing great so far. So we're going to kind of nudge. We're going to sway her. Yeah, we're going to make sure she uh, roots Money. Money might be involved. Uh, but one of the best shows <laughs> on television. I love Leah Remini, Scientology, and the Aftermath. Please welcome Leah Remini. Yay! Good morning, Leah. Hi, good morning. How are you? We're doing wonderful. Thanks for coming on. So yeah, you're... Thank you for, for uh, not doing the traffic. I'm sure it's <laughs> It always sucks. Oddly we enough. Just say, yeah, traffic traffic report. yeah, it probably sucks, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so they're welcoming you back. How many times now for you on Dancing with the Stars? Okay, this will be the first time judging, but I've, you know, I've been on the show yeah. And, yeah. Uh, as a contestant, and I was uh, I filled in for Aaron, Aaron Andrews a few times, and so... This will be the, my first time judging, though, which is mm. I'm so excited to be back. And and you guys should know, you know, like doing the show is just a, an amazing experience, and and horrible if you're not a dancer. <laughs> in that you are petrified every time you go out there, uh, which I was, and and uh, very nervous to to dance live in front of people. And people go, well, you're an actress, but that's exactly I'm an actress. I'm not a dancer. And most of the time spent in rehearsal was not really learning the dance, but learning to look up or to point my toe or to put my shoulders down. Most people don't, you know, stand correctly. Um, but So I spent a lot of time doing that. And, uh, you know, when you're going up against dancers and people who are used to performing, um, you know, dance, yeah. uh, it's a very difficult show to do. So. You know, like you said, you know, Kate, like, do she's amazing. She's doing amazing. She is. Smile, watching her. Yes. And you know, I also really I tend to to veer towards being more compassionate towards the people who are not dancers because I know how hard it is to do it. And when you're not a dancer like Lamar or uh, you know Kale or or look, uh, 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 I said Lamar, uh, Sean. You know, yeah. like you look at these people and you go, they're out there doing it. I don't, get, I don't. 
I know that people at home know how hard it is. I don't necessarily think the judges realize that. Well, you know what you know what happens, Leah, is that you you look at there there are all there are little aspects to everything. I think, and we told we've had Kate on uh, a couple times now talking about yeah. her deal. She uh, so so maybe her her dancing has actually been good, but what's really selling it is her enthusiasm and acting like the the nine to five um, number that she did the the, the two step. Yes. Uh, she was yes. she was putting on the face. She was scowling at the boss. She was doing all yes. the proper stuff. She did, it's, yes, yeah. agreed. Got to sell it. And that yes, ma- you have to sell it. Yeah. You have to get out of your head. Which, if you're not you, you know, used to doing that, right? It's very difficult to get out of your head. Like I said, if you know, if you're Karamo, if if you're Lamar, yeah. if you're Kel, you know, these are people in Sean have never done this before. Mm-hmm. So it's it's getting out of your head, and that's very difficult to do. And you know, look, right before the live show, I was re- I was like, please, I hope there's like a small earthquake, <laughs> nothing that hurts anybody. <laughs> but, you know, I would just love to not perform this. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I love the dancing. I still dance, by the way. I ah. still take ballroom. I love it that much. That's awesome. And all my friends love dancing. You know, they're like, oh, I wish I was brave enough to do it. I'm like, just do it. It's just amazing. It's an amazing mood changer. It's just, it's amazing. But As, doing it in front of, uh, you know, a huge audience of millions of people is, is a little yeah, different. It's daunting. As a guest judge, are you going to have equal say with the other judges in scores? Is that how I that sure works? I sure as hell hope so. It's a live show. You yeah. know, I hope so. <laughs> oh, you, 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 you'll make a fuss. I to say to them, <laughs> I have more to say to them than to the, the people who are doing the show. I can tell you that. So, which which judge do you you do you think you align with the most? Who do you agree with the most? Usually. Um, well, I love I love. Listen, I can't talk about the technical aspects yeah. of dancing, right? Because I don't know. You know, right. oh, that wasn't correct. They didn't have their toe, their pinky toe pointed exactly west. I don't know what the hell. You know the technical stuff is, but I just like when 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 they focus on what the person's doing right, right. in comparison to themselves, not to people who are, who look amazing out there. What's wild is to see the audience right there because you can see there's actually audience members sitting behind the judges, and when they do not like what one of the judges has said, you can see instantly. <laughs> the, the, oh, totally. The anger. And you hear it, by the way. They, yeah. they get booed. And, you know, but <laughs> God bless the judges. They, they, they still do what they got to do. They yeah. still do their job. And they, you know, they've done an amazing job of being judges, obviously, you know. But, you know, I feel like I'm just the person at home. Like, I watch the show. I love the show. And anybody who's done the show is still, like, from seasons past, like, we're always there. Whether you see us or not, we're backstage watching the show. I was there for my partner, Tony, in subsequent seasons, and Cheryl, who's, you know, family friend. And, you know, we're always there. Seasons past contestants are always there at the show, so they probably will feel like you know. Okay, let's. Leah's always here. Let's give her a job. <laughs> she's just <laughs> hanging around. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just annoying everybody. Uh, um, so I just, uh, I just love that I'm that I'm able to do that's it. Awesome. I love that you know. For me, it's fun, and for me, it's uplifting, and I just I'm happy to be there. Well, Leo will be the guest judge on Monday uh, as part of the cast in the past. Now, listen, we're obviously you're on to promote that, but we can't let you go without talking about Scientology in the aftermath because I absolutely. Positively love that documentary. I am transfixed by the stories that you guys tell, the people, the former members that you have on. I am I am yes. also most captivated by Mike Rinder because he's not a guy that was just a member, a participant. I mean, Correct. he was a perpetrator of the stuff that was Correct. going on and has since yes. couldn't take it anymore and is now, I mean, you can't get a more qualified person to tell the stories about what goes Correct. on there. Now, you guys wrapped your third season uh, two things. Yes. 
what what's the state of the of the series itself? And number two, where where in the battle against Scientology are we now? Is anything being done? Is anything happening? Yes, okay. things are happening. And you know, if you know anything about Mike Rinder and myself, we don't give up, uh, whether it's being documented by a network or not. There are a lot of things you didn't see uh, the work that we've been doing behind the scenes that we're you know we don't air. Um, lots of meetings, lots of talking to um, certain people that, uh, you know, we're not going to give Scientology heads up on that. But uh, yeah. just know this, we don't give up and we won't give up until something is done about it and these abuses stop, uh, spe- specifically where, where it uh, affects children. And uh, Scientology is hard at work at continuing. They have something what's called fair game directives, and these are policies that are not published uh, that they follow. And celebrity Scientologists follow it, and you could see it uh, from Kirstie Alley. She's um, abiding by these policies of discredit and destroy those who are speaking out, and victims have a right to speak out without fear of uh, being attacked by their former religion. And I use religion very loosely, uh, but IRS has uh, granted Scientology tax-exempt status. Um, which they should revoke, being that they spend millions and millions of dollars to destroy people, sending you know PIs to their house, trying to just you know get them fired at the job. These are all policies of this organization to so destroy people. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of the show too. It's it's riveting. My wife and I are you know just honestly, um, and also what comes through constantly is your compassion to these people that you're talking to. Sure. Uh, but you know, and and I've I've said there are some people I know who've. In my life, who've who've um, abided by Scientology, and and they see it seems to work for them. And I don't know every story, but I know that there is certainly a wealth of stories where there are things mm-hmm. like you highlight in the show, and that alone bears examination and does bear yeah. reconsideration of a tax exempt status and these other things because sure. there's a, there's something going on there, and your dogged pursuit of it is very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and we're going to continue the fight um, regardless, like I said, regardless of of, uh, uh, our documentation of it on on film. But we're definitely continuing the fight. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that speaks to it, we covered the story of of you finding out that your father had passed away. You didn't find out for months until afterwards. And the response from the church from your comment was just like throwing it all on you. And I was right. just like, it's, it's you know, it's standard procedure, but it's still shocking to always hear stuff like that. Well, again, it's it's part of their fair game directives, which is to get anyone who anyone's estranged from, get them to do hate videos on the person in an attempt to discredit them, but really to silence people from talking. Like, oh, I don't want my family doing a hate video about me or, right. you know, showing up to my job, yeah. uh, accusing me of heinous crimes. I mean, Scientology has accused me and Mike and our program of inciting murder. I mean, these are the things that a church is doing. So when people say, oh, it's just like any – no, no other religion has a dedicated or part of the organization that has policies that say destroy anyone who is speaking out. Mm-hmm. And that is the big difference. And I've, I am, as well many other people are left with, these hateful words by family members who, 
you know, it's very painful. It's very painful. And uh, there are people who are forced to disconnect from their own children, their own mothers, their own fathers, because Scientology is selling that their eternity is at stake if they don't do that, that Scientology is the only organization who could free mankind. It's an extremist religion, period. There's not extremists in Scientology. Scientology is an extremist cult, and it destroys people's lives. To say that it's helped people, you don't know what's really going on. I mean, there were things that we would say, uh, you know, in, in front of the house, but you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Right, and right. what they do to children, subjecting children to things that, that children should not be subjected to. Um, so, you know, we're continuing to expose uh, Scientology, and we will until uh, at least their tax-exempt status is ripped from okay. them. Well, so that is obviously yeah. very intense and, and true, and I, we commend you for that. Yeah. But <laughs> we also need to remember there is a time to dance. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. There is a time to dance. Yeah. It's Monday, my yeah. friend. <laughs> all right. Yes. And- and you know what? Listen, I dance all the time. I still dance. I take ballroom, and I love it. It's an amazing mood changer, and I love the show. And I, awesome. and I just, it just, it's one of those things that just makes you smile. So, well, we love you. So, yeah, little, you're great. Yeah, you are Thank great. You so much. Be be nice Thank to our, our, our friend Kate Flannery too. We want to plug that in. Always, there's no reason not to be. Awesome. There's no reason not to be. <laughs> all right, love you. Thank you, Leah Remini, guys. Yeah. Dancing with the Stars, and she will be on uh, Monday night as part of their uh, cast from the past. And that show, man, that the. Um, the Scientology show. It's it's wild. It's it's an eye opener. I got to get back to watching. I watched uh, the beginning of it, but I need to go back. Yes. Um. So, Casey, yeah. should we do? Can we do traffic and a short bizarre file? Um, can let's you make do, the traffic part of the bizarre file? Let's do traffic first, and then we'll see if we have time for the bizarre file. What's going on, Kath? Uh, route 1 in Delaware northbound. At Route 13, we've got an accident there. Uh, stop traffic uh, all the way back to the uh, Biddle's Corner Toll Plaza. Two lanes are blocked. Route 1 northbound at Route 7, the left lane blocked. That is because of left lane construction. 95 southbound, jams from the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard. The Vine westbound slowing 8th to Broad. And then from the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill eastbound from the Ben Franklin Parkway to Broad Street. Schuylkill Eastbound slows the Blue Route into Belmont. Still heavy Montgomery to Spring Garden. Westbound jams University to the Vine and then slow again uh, from City Avenue out to Belmont. The Blue Route. We slow volume southbound. Route 1 to Media on the Boulevard southbound. That slow Broad Street to Fox. The accident on the Pennsylvania Turnpike eastbound at the Mid-County Tolls. That's been cleared. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Hurry in and don't miss the stock up sale going on at Acme. Load up and save big with jaw-dropping deals across the store now through October 17th. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we got time for a short B-File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Delaware Valley University. Advance your career with an accredited MBA from Delaware Valley University. Just 10 courses. More info at delval.edu slash MBA10. So, more than 330 coins were found in the stomach of a dead alligator in Nagoya Zoo. Oh, boy, Apparently, having been swallowed over a span of decades as visitors tossed spare change into the pond while making a wish. The death of the alligator at uh, Hagashima Zoo and Botanical Gardens... Was the death as a result of the coins? ...was not related to the trove of largely 5 and 10 yen coins, but a veterinarian at the facility advised that throwing coins in the alligator pond would not bring good fortune. The alligator was brought to the zoo in 1965 and died at the estimated age of 54. 
An autopsy showed no signs that the reptile had developed any type of organ failure due to the coins, as alligators have a habit of storing pebbles in their stomachs to facilitate digestion. Interesting. The old alligator could have swallowed coins together with pebbles. Do they use it as ballast as well? Uh, it doesn't indicate that. Though, through the first two decades of its life at the zoo, visitors could only view alligators through a glass screen, but since the opening of a pond with an elevated passage in 1989, visitors have been able to observe from high above without a physical barrier, and since that time, visitors have occasionally thrown coins into the alligator pond a sign asking guests Aww. not to do so appears to have had little effect. They had said it didn't kill him. When you were a kid, did you go down to the pond and feed bread to the alligators? Of course. <laughs> yeah. It was always a sweet little It was thing. always wonderful. Yeah. Uh, New Hampshire fish and game biologists and local conservation officers helped coax a moose out of a swimming pool Tuesday night in Bedford. A moose? Yeah, a moose, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, officials said the young bull moose accidentally... Found its way into our pool and was unable to get out after several hours, in part because the pool had no stairs. You said a moose? And this is not working, Casey. Sorry. A set of moose, yes. Uh, So moose are in their rut season right now, by the way. Okay, so they're depressed and they're not up to their game. Uh, Well, they're looking... Oh, you mean the sex thing? They're looking for moose. Yeah, they're not in a a rut. rut. I'm just in a rut. (laughs) I'm in a rut. Here I am in a pool. I don't know where I am. Uh, the younger moose will wander long distances struggling to find a female. <laughs> if I don't hear my moose drop within it's seconds. It's not working. I keep pushing the button and it's not. It's one of my favorite drops. Freaking working. Mm. Uh, there's only so much more we can stall on the moose story. Uh, so cruise at the scene, placed a set of wooden steps into the pool. and I slow- want my drop now. And yeah. slowly coaxed the, uh, the moose out. And he was able to climb up and out of there. So you're not going to get your moose drop. See right here, it says source inactive. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to get you. Why don't you forget about the moose? For a Why moment. Don't... <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Nick, for oh, giving it to us It live. was actually pretty good. It was close enough, Nick. Trying. Officials share the video on social media <laughs> as a reminder that the moose breeding season is beginning to ramp up as bulls, like the one that got stuck in the pool, are searching around uh, the state for a mate. Man, that's the only reason I brought that <gasps> oh, whole freaking moose story you know up in the first place. I could, uh, I could pull it up on my YouTube. Why don't you forget about the, the moose? moose? For a, moment. for a moment. All right, I have time for one more story, and that's it. I hope it's a moose story. No, it's not. A Texas high school cheerleader didn't think twice before rushing to rescue a choking two-year-old boy. Was a moose choking the boy? <laughs> no, but this was happening during Rockwall High School's homecoming parade. 17-year-old ah. Tyra Winters saw a woman in the crowd waving and calling for help. She was on one of the floats. And the woman's son was starting to turn blue after choking on a piece of candy. Winters jumped off the float. Tilted the boy, gave him three back thrusts, which dislodged the candy. So she saved his She's life. She's a hero. And she She's a super cheerleader. Jumped off of a float in the middle of a homecoming parade in and order to rode off valiantly it. on a moose. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? All right. And that is what I have. I really feel I'm going through withdrawal. Uh, in the bizarre file. I feel cheated. Nick uh, is trying to hook up a jury rig, a, a moose we thing. Don't we, don't we don't have time. We don't have time. We got. We got to wait. Does anyone have a soldering gun? We have to. We got to get to our commercial stop set. So we're going to do that very thing. But in the meantime, visually to entertain you, Cassie and Allie are on our hottie cam right now. Cassie, Philly's hottest bartender in 2017, calendar girl, and her amazing dog walking friend Allie. Does she walk a, a moose? A moose, maybe <laughs> in lingerie on our hottie cam. We'll be back in just a moment. MMR, buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy.
Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday morning. I always feel so good to say Friday morning. Yeah. Giving away our Word of the Week prize at the end of today's uh, program. And um, the other things. I think are we at lesson question? Yeah, we did the B-File. We did. Uh, So that means we can do the lesson question. We will in just a moment, though. I want to mention one more time that we do have a hottie cam. We don't have them that often anymore, so I like to hit the fact that we do have that. Well, this is a a sensational one. Uh, I would agree with you, sir. Uh, So Cassie, who is Philly Silas bartender and uh, 2017 Totally off his calendar, girl, although if you haven't seen her in a while, you wouldn't recognize because she's got the long blonde hair now. She's yeah. really a raven-haired uh, gal, but now she has these long, blonde, curvy locks. Uh, and it's her birthday. Or yesterday was her birthday, and they're having a little birthday party today at uh, Penn Sport Pub on Delaware Avenue from 3 to 5. And it says, birthday party dancing. I would, buy, I would buy her expensive gifts and go down and bring them to her. Yeah, I would too. And her friend Allie. Who's, yes, bring uh, down some for Allie. Who's but. on the hottie cam as is, well. Um, is Penn's Port a, a nudie bar? I don't know. Is it? She says, yes, it there is. There you go. I thought it was. Nudie bar. Nudie bar. Nudie bar. Hot girl, check in. <laughs> Will you be naked at said nudie bar? Of course, ah, she says. Listen, That's oh, even better. God. That's very much great, guys. Oh. Very much great. <laughs> Do we have our moose drop or no? Uh, you know Why what? don't you forget the moose? Yeah, please. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Finally, Thank you, Rodney. We got to it. Uh, we have a whole division <laughs> devoted to moose drops. Uh, so, anyway, will Allie be naked today, too? No. 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 Okay. Doesn't matter. Ooh. There's enough Cassie to go around for everybody, though. She's uh, one, the, both wonderfully beautiful, buxom ladies, but uh, you'll be able to see uh, Cassie today. All right, and you can see her right now on our hot cam as we speak. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question, and today we are going to give away... What do we have to give away? Where does it say lesson we question? There we go. Nah. pair of tickets for Disney and concert Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas with the Philly Pops, presented by WMMR Thursday, October 24th at the Met. And what is our question, Nick? Yeah, sorry. The printer for me has not been working all week, so I apologize uh, for the not moose printing it out. It I know, it's probably no, the moose. But, uh... Why don't you forget the moose? <laughs> For a moment. But I do have a question for you. Uh, biologically, what was Tyler Cameron not born with? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, <laughs> Casey yeah. got it. 215-263-WMMR. Mention that again. Biologically, what was uh, Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor not born with? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you're listening and you know the answer. Uh, if you get it right, we got the prize. So call in. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. And this morning is brought to you by the 2019 Philadelphia Kidney Walk. It's Sunday, October 13th at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Lace up your walking shoes and get on the move to help fight kidney disease in your community. Take a life-saving step today. Info and registration at kidneywalk.org. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Paul Abdul appearing on the Wendy Williams Show and revealing the results of a new face-tightening procedure. Abdul says she loves the results, but admits it does hurt when her cheeks rip open. (laughs) (laughs) 
Robert De Niro being sued by a former assistant, Graham Chase Robinson, who claims the actor was constantly abusive and demeaning. De Niro's lawyers have responded by filing a writ of, you talking to me? (laughs) (laughs) And finally, she played Rachel McGuire on Boy Meets World, and now actress Maitland Ward is gaining popularity as an in-demand porn star. Ward says her, uh, her careers in family sitcoms and porn actually have been fairly similar, except in the definition of the term workload. Brilliant. All right, uh, Nick, one more time. The question. Biologically, Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor, he was not born with this. All right, Maureen, Tyler Cameron. Good morning, by the way. Good morning. All right, so Tyler Cameron was biologically born without what? A brain. A brain. <laughs> well done. Thank you, Maureen. Hang on the line because we're going to get your information and we are going to give you a pair of tickets for Disney in concert. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas with the Philly Pops. Presented by WMMR Thursday, October 24th at the Met Philly. Come in costume for Halloween and enjoy this classic movie with a live score. And tickets for both shows, October 24th and 25th, are on sale now via phillypops.org. Let's get into music news, shall we? Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, and this morning it is brought to you by Gotchalls. Check out the new Gotchalls packaging. Where you buy bacon, easier to read nutrition, like 80% less fat than pork and 6 grams of protein. Real wood-smoked taste God shawls. Oh, yeah, <laughs> All right, we'll start with this slash of Guns N' Roses. Ozzy Osbourne and Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers are all featured in a new anti-bully documentary called No Joke. Uh, the documentary follows musician Andrew Cole as he puts together uh, famous musicians for a song to raise awareness about bullying. Uh, other celebs involved in this documentary include Jeff Goldblum, Sam Roberts, Robbie Krieger, Steve Vai, Patrick Stewart, uh, Jane Lynch, and more. Uh, The documentary became bigger than the song that Cole was creating, which was entitled Joke. And Cole actually set out on a mission to find out why children become predators and prey. Uh, He went all across North America and the U.K. to talk to authors and academics who have spent their life studying bullies and how to address the problem. Uh, Jason Loftus, the producer of the documentary, said we've... We have great respect for the artists who contributed to make this possible. Uh, frankly, at the outset, no one knew who Andrew was, and uh, there was really no reason for them to do so. We're thankful that so many of them cared. Uh, some were affected by bullying as victims or as bullies themselves and wanted people to know that they're not alone. We also believe this film adds something important to the discussion about bullying. Bullying hurts, and what can we do about it? It'll be released on video on demand on, and digital on October 22nd. Well, the band Dirty Honey, who performed in our studio last week, or was it this week? No, last week. Last week. I know, right? Uh, have officially become the first unsigned band to land a number one song on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Song chart. Yeah. The song When I'm Gone is currently number one on the chart and has spent 21 weeks on the chart so far. Uh, Dirty Honey aren't signed yet, but they certainly are stirring up a storm for themselves. When I'm Gone was also featured as the theme song for the 2019 WWE Extreme Rules special. Uh, the group have caught the attention of several larger names, having opened for Slash, Alter Bridge, Skillet, and they will support Guns N' Roses in Vegas for two nights. So those guys are doing well. I love it. I love to see this. And they were a lot of fun, too. They were. Uh, nice guys. Conversive, yes. The whole deal. 
Well, a day after Donald Trump tweeted a photograph of presidential candidate Joe Biden and his son golfing with a Ukrainian gas executive superimposed into Nickelback's video for photograph, uh, the ban got the meme, re- the meme removed. Uh, the meme was officially removed yesterday morning uh, in response to a report from the copyright holder. You can't use other people's music. Yep. Uh, according to the New York Times, uh, Warner Music Group flagged Twitter about the issue. None of Nickelback, neck, none of Nickelback's Paddywhack, Paddywhack have Give the uh, dog a ball. yet to publicly address the meme. Forget about the moose. <laughs> uh, Twitter, by the way. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? Uh, Twitter users went on social media <laughs> to uh, react to the meme, so they're having a field day with that. Uh, to celebrate their their latest era, the Glorious Sons. Put together a counterculture mix dedicated to all their favorite rock and roll, uh, metal, and rap tracks. It says mental here. <laughs> the rock and roll, <laughs> mental, and rap tracks. Songs are totally mental. Uh, the mix includes songs from Jimmy, <laughs> Hen- <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix, uh, Tupac, uh, Pan- Pantera, almost said Panera. <laughs> I love Panera. I do too. Uh, the tragically hit. Yes, I would like a Pantera bread bowl, please. <laughs> and more. Uh, Brett uh, selected the first Anna and Jay rounded out the final tracks. How about this? Uh, Kiss will perform a special benefit show on a glass bottom boat off the southern coast of Australia next month. We'll be able to see the tuna, which is known as the chicken of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yes! 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 Go home. <laughs> Week's over. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Kiss and fans will set sail from Port Lincoln, Australia on November 18th on the Shark Warrior, a glass-bottom boat that will allow passengers to see sharks who are reportedly drawn to low frequencies. And uh, all proceeds will benefit the Australian Marine Conservation And enlarged prostates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but a glass-bottom boat, that's very interesting. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah, so uh, enjoy if you can get tickets for that event. On that boat. Yeah. Uh, the Who uh, has released the second track from its upcoming self-titled 12th studio set due out on September 6th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song... <laughs> he, he's still here. Once he shows up. I was hoping he would still be here. Uh, the song called All This Music Must Fade features such uh, killer Pete Townsend lines as, I don't care, I know you're going to hate this song, and that's fair. We never really got along. This is sound like random sentences. Which is uh, poking fun at his 60-plus-year relationship with Roger Daltrey. Uh, the Where's tra- my wallet? What time does the plane leave? Uh, the track... Is there any more milk left? Which All those is, iconic lines. Oh, these are lines, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is among the most infectious The Who has released in decades is a musical callback to 1981's Face Dances. That song is good. With hints of... Yeah, the one we listened to? Yeah. yeah. Uh, with hints of such past favorites as New Song, All Lovers Are Deranged, The Kids Are All Right, Music Must Change, Athena, and Substitute. They're saying that it sounds similar to songs like that. The Moose Song. Yeah, the Moose Song. <laughs> uh, so. Why don't you yes. forget the moose for a, for a moment. moment? For a moment, yes. Why don't you forget the moose? Forget the chicken. <laughs> for a moment, yeah. Uh, and then one last thing I wanted to mention this because I'm a fan of R.E.M. And Michael Stipe will release his first solo single uh, since R.E.M. split up in 2011 this weekend. It's funny. You're, you adore them. Chuck D'Amico hates them. He hates. Yeah, he does not like R.E.M. And I, I love that band. Uh, the track titled Your Capricious Soul 
Uh, should be familiar to fans who have caught Stipe in concert and will be available tomorrow. Never as, had the pleasure. As an exclusive on his website. Uh, sales of the track will benefit the climate activist group Extinction Rebellion. You want to hear it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Oh, stop it. Mm. I like it. Yeah. That's kind of a departure. It is a departure because you're usually something a little bit more soulful and introspective. (laughs) Stipe said about the song, I took a long break from music and I wanted to jump back in. I love your capricious soul. It is my first solo work and I want to add my voice to this exciting shift in consciousness. Uh, Extinction Rebellion, that's the group that's benefiting. Uh, They're against Extinction, right? Gave me the incentive to push the release and not wait. Our relationship to the environment has been a lifelong concern, and now I feel hopeful, optimistic even. Oh, he got rid of the stupid beard. Uh, Did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it looks like he's gone back to the clean-shaven full thing, so nice. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news for you this morning. So, uh, You giving me something to give away? All right, let's do this. I have some beer to give away. I got a case of Yards Loyal Lager. And we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR, a crisp, clean, solid American craft lager. Pick up Philly's new hometown lager at Yards Brewery and local retailers, including Springfield Beer Distributor on Washington Avenue in South Philly, 215-263-WMMR. Caller number 12. Oh, and one more thing. (laughs) Just thought I'd throw that in there. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Greta Van Fleet. Five Finger Death Punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Today has been a fun day. This has been a great way to wrap up the week. I've had fun all week on the show this week. It has been a solid week. Some good stuff. Uh, enjoyable for us and hopefully enjoyable for you. Uh, and I have a lot of thank yous to do on our way out today because we have a very, very busy, busy program. So uh, I want to thank first and foremost our medical angel, Dr. Mike. Yeah. Love Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike and his uh, yearly in-studio visit for our flu shots, which uh, most of us got. And uh, Rico Suave mentioned. Oh, my God. That was, dude, Casey, (laughs) I want to hear that isolated of you and Dr. Mike. You don't have to do it now, Marissa, but at some point I want to hear it when he... He's never said I, that to you? No, he has, but I've never picked up on it that it's a regular thing that he said. It's a regular thing. I don't my, want my wife ending up with some guy named Rico, Rico Suave. Spending my money yeah, with a guy named Rico Suave. And I guess he says that a lot. And Casey, without missing a beat, said it at the same time that he did. That was one of the highlights of the morning as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but flu shots are now out. Get them. And, uh, of course, he spoke about the, the dangers of vaping and so forth. He's just a wealth of knowledge. So we're happy Dr. Mike was here. Also happy our friend Matt Ritter from Subaru of yeah. America. Yeah. The Camp Out for Hunger Business Challenge. If you are interested in participating with your organization, your group, your business, and you want a little bit of information to help you steer in the right direction on how to maximize your efforts, these guys have made a uh, – they're a machine – at uh, Subaru and how they do it, and they are more than happy to share their secrets. And there are some secrets that you need to know if you're going to do this and, and you want to maximize it. If you go to WMMR.com, there are details and a video to help you get started. So we get excited every year about the camp out, but it, even you know Matt was saying that he's, he's, he's sensing 
He's sensing big things. So yeah. let's let's make this the absolute biggest one ever. Yep. Uh, thank you to our buddy Jim Florentine. Yay! Stop by today, and he's performing at the Sundantar Arena. Sundantar. <laughs> Is it Sundantar? Sundantar. Santander. It's like Santa Dare. Santander. Santa Dare. Santa Dare. Santa Dare. All right, anyhow, uh, Reading on yeah. October 18th. <laughs> Crank Yankers also on Wednesdays, 10.30 on Comedy Central. Josh Wolf was yeah. hilarious, man. We Very learned fun. a lot of secrets about him, too. Oh, my yeah. God. Dear Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was some funny stuff. He's going to be at Punchline tonight and tomorrow, 7.30, 9.45. Speaking of Punchline, they sponsor our Daily Rush videos. We have a few new videos that are up and running uh, we have the following ones. We have Shh, Kathy's trying to win concert tickets. <laughs> Kathy was listening to her real favorite radio show while on our show. Uh-huh. Also, we have another one called Rambo's Period. And the tagline is, it's going to get bloody. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. And then another one called Hot Fruit. <laughs> Kathy's new band name. Uh, Kathy's new band finally has a name. It's all about Kathy this week. Uh, because she was As in... it should be. Yes. <laughs> and... It's in celebration of the activities list. Uh, sponsored by Punchline, uh, Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Check out the Daily Rush videos at PrestonAndSteve.com. And thank you to Leah Remini, who is on the show this morning. I think we could be pals with her. I, seriously. Uh, yeah. I could talk to her all day. I want, like, more Scientology info. I know. She's great. And uh, she's going to be a guest judge on Dancing with the Stars. Monday night, 8 p.m. on ABC. And last but not least, two ladies on our hottie cam. We had Cassie and Allie. Yeah! So nice. So cool. Yeah, they had to take off, but uh, Cassie's birthday and everything, and she's going to be apparently dancing today at uh, Pensport Bub. Uh, Pensport Pub. Hey, Bub. Hey, Bub. <laughs> what are you, hey, Wolverine? Name's Pensport Bub. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much I just said yeah. solo right I know, there? I know, I know. up one word. Pierre, help me here. They pounce like um, cats on a mouse. It's clearly um, Friday. Yeah. And uh, your seat back is up and in the upright position. Yes. Your tray table is stowed. Your landing gear is down. Uh, you are coming in for a bumpy landing. That's right, man. Uh, I understand. Cassie will be there 3 to 5 today at uh, Pensport Pub. Uh, and thank you to Allie, her dog walker, uh, lingerie wearing friend who came by here today too. It's pretty awesome. I would bet that business will be a Fortune 500 company oh, by the end of so. Uh, by the way, we have the clip. This is uh, Casey and Dr. Mike. Here we go. The thing that makes me try to take good care of myself is the fact that my wife's a little younger than me. <laughs> right. And I don't want her spending my mon- money with some young buck named Rico <laughs> Suave. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I never picked up on that. That's a regular line of his. I love it, and I love Pierre Robert, and he's taking over next. I love you, kids. Thanks more. Appreciate Um, it. We should do our letter, and then I'll ask you about what's going on. Fett's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Pierre was just doing construction on ninety-three-three WFMR. Now the daily letter. All right, and the president's safe show brought to you today by the letter. He is in. Ethereal. Yeah. Ah. Good word. Let's take call number 10, 215-263-WMMR, and uh, try to get ourselves a winner. I'm sorry, Nick. I know you want to hit something, but I want to plug something uh, for Marissa. Yes. Is that what you were going to say? No. We we need to say this. Marissa Marissa hosts a show on on, on NBC Sports Philadelphia tonight. What? Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't have the name of it or anything Well, I like thought that. you would go to oh, her. Oh, Marissa. <laughs> yes. And now to the control the room. 
Marissa Magnata. We go down to the control room where Marissa is waiting to tell us about her show. Yes. Uh, thank you. It's called FTW Philly for the Win Philly. It's all about esports. So I work with the guys over at Nerd Street Gamers and uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia uh, about uh, teaching, pretty much teaching people about esports is what the basis of the show is. And what time again? It airs tonight at 9, and then it airs throughout the weekend a couple of times. Awesome. On what station? Uh, the same station you watch the Phillies games on. Oh, NBC that's the way, that's the way to tell Pierre. NBC you. Sports Philadelphia. Uh, nice. I, why didn't they ask me to host that show? Yeah, oh, Pierre, that you didn't answer your phone. There you go. Uh, it was on a train drive going somewhere. Instead, John. they got Marissa, the biggest gamer on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody leaves yeah. over there, so there's a phone ringing uh, on an empty seat next to him. <laughs> Stay in your lane, right yeah. next to my bag. Uh, Marissa, what time tonight? Nine o'clock, and this week's episode will be all about the Overwatch uh, League finals that happened last weekend. Oh, awesome. Nice. Okay, check that out. Now, Nick, you wanted to mention something. I just wanted to say that uh, it was a, I had the distinct pleasure of driving home last night and listening to Pierre and Jackie uh, cover the end of the Collective Soul show. I, you guys got to bring them out on stage, I, I heard, last yeah. night. I didn't, I didn't hear that part of it, but uh, the concert coverage was phenomenal, and hearing you guys laud that band was really cool, so uh, I just wanted to compliment you on that. Oh, thank you. Uh, it was so much fun. Jackie and I got to go on stage before. Before, uh, you know, they gave us a shout out. Uh, Ed thanked me for writing the album liner notes, which is still an uh, incredible honor. Uh, and that band just, you know, they just nail it. And, I mean, people came from as far away as Texas and Los Angeles to see the show. And uh, really, uh, it, it speaks to the staying power of, you know, these longtime friends of MMR, Collective Soul. They've performed on your show at least a couple of times. And, um, you know, they just they, they just bring it every single time. And this new album is is phenomenal. And I would say that even if I hadn't written the liner. <laughs> yeah, you guys played a song that I hadn't heard last night. Uh, it might have been one of the last ones you played, but... Uh, and maybe it's the second single? It's actually not the single. I think it should be the single. We've apparently added a, another single from it. Uh, it's called um, A Good Place to Start. And it's just, it's just Ed Roland has this ability with every album they come up with uh, to make these catchy, upbeat songs. You know, after 25 years together as a band, you think, God, is that still possible? And it's not only possible, it's doable. And he does it every single record. There are three or four what I would consider hits on almost every record. And this is what I think should be the next single. I thought it should have been the first single, but no one listens to me. I like Ride is Rain, man. That's a great song. Ride is Rain is a great song. You're yeah. absolutely right. You know, I'm for anything that that uh, puts them ahead. Um, uh, on the last album, there was a song called AYTA, which didn't get released as a single, Are You the Answer, but uh, was just jumped off that record. Uh, right as Rain is great. Um, I forget the song we've added, um, but this one I like um, is well worth checking out, too. Nice. Uh, you know, it's funny because we, we play, a, in my band, we play a collective soul song. We oh, play Shine. Cool. And until we played that, I... I don't, a lot of times I don't stop and listen to lyrics. I hear the melody, I sing along with the, the hooks, and sometimes songs come in and out of my life. And they, they stick around for a long time, but I really dive into them. I'm like, my God, this is this is insanely positive. This is like really... And then I started listening to like Gel and some other songs. It's like, he's a really happy, lyrically, let's be in a good mood, let's do good things type of uh, guy. He, well, the whole band is that way. I mean, the, the, uh, he said if... There have been different members through the years, although uh, Will, the bass player, and Dean, his brother, uh, and Ed are the core of the band. But um, they've had different drummers and guitar players. But Jesse on the drums and uh, Johnny, on, or Jesse on the guitar and Johnny on the drums. He said, "If I had to start this band today, 
this would be the lineup I'd want to have. Mm-hmm. And they and they're hugging each other, and they bring that positivity you speak of uh, on stage. And he brought this girl up. Uh, they have a great collective soul song called "She Said." Uh, I think it's from the Dosage album. And um, this girl yelled out, "It's my birthday!" Uh-huh. And uh, he goes, "I don't believe you. Show me." Show me your license. And she runs up to the stage with her license, <laughs> and he goes, all right, come on up here. I'm going to sing you a song. Oh, <laughs> and he, awesome. he uh, just acoustically, you know, the rest of the band took a break, and he sang her this beautiful song she said. I love that nice. song. It's, and, it's on the Scream 2 soundtrack as well. Okay, it, It's cool. a great tune. He noodled it when he was in studio one time. Ed, really? It's, it's my favorite collective soul song. So that's that's so great. And just hearing you and Jackie, it was just it was fantastic radio last night, and it was just uh, I just wanted to... Make sure that I said that publicly. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. All right, we need to get a winner. We're looking for caller number 10. And uh, everybody, it's Tim. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Yeah. Rico, suave. Oh. Hey. Well done. Uh, do me a favor and give me the word of the week, please. Dude. Great day in the morning. Oh. That's it, dude. You got it. <laughs> Uh, so, Tim, we're going to give you this cool setup of four-pack of tickets to the Oktoberfest at Maury's Beers, along with the two-night stay at the Blue Palms Hotel in Wildwood, October 11th to the 13th, and a $50 dining card. So, congratulations, bud. Dude, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hang on the line. Uh, don't forget, Oktoberfest festivities will take place at Mariner's Pier with special German-themed menus and outdoor beer garden, uh, live entertainment, a kid's root beer garden activity area, and much, much more. Two-night October rest ho- hotel package is also available at Maury's Blue Palms Hotel. And you can go to maurispiers.com slash Oktoberfest for details. You missed Pierre's little interpretive dance. He was doing a dance? <laughs> well, I was, was going to ask Nick something, and I didn't get it together. Sorry. What was the... <laughs> what, well, it was too late. What yeah. was the phrase Marissa said yesterday that... It's uh, very much great. Yeah. Yeah, they're very much, so much great. great. They're so, they're much, so, great. Much, so great. much great. They're so much great. Yeah. So much great. Because listeners were texting it when I'd play a good song yesterday. <laughs> this is so much Dude, great. Dude, so much great. Yeah. yeah. Love, you know, I, there were three or four different times with different phone numbers and different songs I played, and people were going, so much great. <laughs> as late as 3 o'clock, and I'm going, I wonder if people remember that from this morning. But um, I reminded them that Marissa had created a great new phrase. Absolutely. So Love it when that great. happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the program, um, did you ask me? Yes, we did. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you did because uh, it's important that we cover that base before we go on to the next stool of the leg. Yeah. And we've got... Um, wow. Or leg of the stool. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. And stay with me because I got more of that. Uh, we'll have Money Shark at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Two more opportunities to win 1000 bucks. Of course, Jackson has two more after that at 4 and 6 and I believe we have one more week uh, next week um, of this wonderful contest. Great. Also, I will have uh, tickets for the Black Keys and the meet and greet for the Black Keys, my final pair of that. They're coming on the 14th. Uh, we will also have tickets for Government Mule and the Almond Betts Band, uh, former member, well, sons of Almond and uh, Dickie Betts uh, members, which is pretty cool. Uh, that's coming in December, and it goes on sale Monday. Uh, and I've got workforce blocks of ACDC. Brian Johnson turned 72 tomorrow. Wow. Uh, isn't that wild? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but at these bands just keep... crap my pants. <laughs> <laughs> He's up there. Yeah, but, but these bands just keep going. They do, and, and it, the energy's still there. If they can do it, if they're not just going through the motions, that's what some of these legendary bands, you know, some we've seen that yeah. really just... 
go through the motions. And then there are others that just keep lifting it up, whether it be the Rolling Stones or STP or Collective Soul last night. And, um, uh, you know, ACDC keeps bringing it. Yeah. Um, Offspring is another one of those great bands, and they'll be at the Tower tomorrow night. Uh, so we'll do a block of them. Uh, I'm torn between that and David Asikinen's In the Pocket, uh, which is this great Philly music tribute at the Ardmore Music Hall uh, with David celebrating all this great Philadelphia music. So we'll do a block of the Hooters. And I'm going to say, should I go there? Should I go to Tower? You're going to go to both, aren't you? Somehow you're going to make it work. I'm trying to work out a way of going to both. I don't know if I can accomplish that. All of that and more on the program. Wonderful. I want to thank our sponsors. The President and Steve Show brought to you today by Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the President and Steve Show. Also brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. With everything you need for the great outdoors, FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. Why take a chance with anybody else? Also, the Bates Motel, rated the number one haunted attraction in America. Take us the information at thebatesmotel.com. And Chorus Photography, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. Next week on the program, action-packed as far as guests goes. We will have Cedric the Entertainer on the show. Awesome. We will have Neil deGrasse Tyson wow. on the show. We will have... Clancy Brown, Mr. Krabs. Love oh him. Shawshank Redemption. He's also a regular on School. We will have M. Night Shyamalan wow. in our studio. We'll have our buddy Michael Ian Black in the studio. And we will have one of the most offbeat mystery guests you've ever experienced. Oh, yes. On the Preston yeah. Steve Show. We're actually really excited about this. So much so, we're not going to tell you who this is. You may have to try and guess who this person is. I'll be surprised if anybody gets it. I know it. who it is. It'll be interesting. Who is it? Francis the Talking Mule. There. Yes! You ruined it. The old now Donald O'Connor <laughs> films. No one knows what I'm talking about. I do. About. I, I, know. I know what you're talking about. I, I know Steve. them well. All right, as we are wrapping up, I'm going to give away five movie passes to join us for a screening of Gemini Man next Tuesday with Will Smith. We have a screening of it October 8th. At 7.30 at the Regal King of Prussia. You'll need to be there by 7, so five callers, 215-263-WMMR. Next Tuesday is when this is. And then it hits theaters nationwide on Friday, October 11th. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Hey, Mr. Baby on board. Bob your head up and down and leave 40-car gap between you and the car in front of you. We all know you're texting with a baby on board. I hope your wife hears this. Next message. Happy Friday, motherfuckers! Woo! Hopefully everyone gets out there and gets a baby! Hey, ya Next message. Oh, you're talking about the scabies. I was diagnosed with that a couple years ago, but I didn't really have it. And the medicine had a skull and crossbones on it. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.